I'm enrolling in Medicare soon, and it had me a little confused. Then I found MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, I could go online and compare Medicare Advantage plans from some top-rated national insurers, including $0 monthly premium plans. I can learn about plans in my area and talk with a licensed insurance agent if needed. MyHealthPolicy.com has made doing my research a whole lot easier. My choice, my Medicare, MyHealthPolicy.com. This is JC Metro. And this is Chris Metro. We are the Metro Brothers straight out of Coney Island, New York. And we are the best tag team that the future has to offer today. And when we're not kicking ass in the ring, we're listening to the best wrestling podcast out there today, the Don, Tony, and Kevin Castle Show. So don't be a skinny arm, fat gut diet mark and listen every Monday night after Raw. Hi, it's Jerry the King Lawler, and you're tuned in to the Don Tony Kevin Castle Show. I don't know why you are, but you are. Amazing, says some guy. These men have changed broadcasting forever. The Don Tony and Kevin Castle Show. Oh yeah, you know, just uh, oh, no, I can't afford Skype. Oh, the, the, the baseball analogy. Oh, the... uh, yeah, come on, just thinking. Well, Yaki I don't speak Japan, and you f***ing people. Oh yeah, you know, just uh, you, DT. Batista's pretty f***ing sexy, and, uh, did I mention Roman Reigns gives me a boner, and, uh, yeah, um, uh, the 1980s baseball and wrestling was better than anything else. <laughs> DonTony.com January 7, 2019, and what a way to kick off 2019. Welcome to this edition of the Don Tony and Kevin Castle Show. I am Don Tony, and he is Kev Castle. Happy New Year, first episode, DTKC 2019. And what a way to start off. We're fucking on Pandora. We have launched mm-hmm. Pandora. We're here. <laughs> That's right. Finally, good way to start the new year. You're right. Yeah, you know, it's it. I was chatting with uh, our Mixler chats, chat room listeners. Shout out to all of them, by the way. Mm-hmm. And I was saying it earlier. Like, I find it cute. Like, whenever somebody wants to start shit with like podcasters, like they'll post this little thread. Hey, what podcast did you tune into? That uh, other than the professionals, and it's like a cool thing to always eliminate us, ignore us, diss us, say shit about us. And at the end of the day, I'm looking at Pandora and I see us there, but I don't see them there. Yeah. I I see us, you know, having like record listenership and after fucking 20 some odd years, still having a growing audience. And yet all these other fucking matarazzas are desperate trying to fucking figure out a way to generate any type of likeness or hits or YouTube revenue it's fun. I'm telling you, this is a good time to, you know, they say that, the, you know, the, there was a wrestling boom. Bullshit. 
Now with this AEW stuff, I mean, I guess maybe we can even start off with that. I I talked about it on Breakfast of Blasi for 30 minutes. I'm not going to get into it again. I will add a couple of final thoughts about what I said, but a lot of people have not heard you talk about it. And we've done discussions in the past. I played a couple of clips of our discussions from, you know, last year. I played them on Wednesday. And, um, you know, pretty much what we said all along was, you know, there's just trademarks filed and people are fucking already calling it the number two company. (laughs) It's not even a promotion yet. Nothing has been done as far as events, sign, talent. I hear the good brothers are going to go there. And who the fuck are they going to fight? You know, so it's like baby steps, everyone. You want to be excited? Fine. You want to fantasize? Fine. But when I see fucking ridiculous websites like posting things as fact, you know, now slice wrestling, Kenny Omega will not be accepting WWE's (laughs) offer and will be joining all elite wrestling. I mean, you know, that's like the number one problem with all elite wrestling right now is that you have so many websites reporting fantasy and hopeness as news and it's not news yet it's like they want to be the first to guess right and it's fucking horrendous and now there's reports going around that they signed their first three wrestlers to contracts by the way people also reported the last couple of days that the contracts are on the level of WWE deals, which I found fucking hilarious because the person who reported it has the blue check mark next to his name. And I'm saying to myself, okay, nitwit, with all due respect, it's on par with a WWE contract. Are we talking Sheamus? And I'm not going to say Cena or Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins money. Are we talking Sheamus? Are we talking uh, Titus O'Neil? Are we talking Ziggler money? Are we talking forty thousand dollar lower card NXT? There to just say it's on a level with a WWE contract. There are wrestlers that make it fifty grand on the main roster. The yeah, fuck are you talking about? But the three names rumored to be signed. All right, 48-year-old Christopher Daniels, 41-year-old Frankie Kazarian, and 35-year-old Scorpio Sky. I have no problem with any of them. I think Christopher Daniels would be a great asset behind the scenes. Kazarian could still do it, and Scorpio Sky is a star. But to me, this feels like like almost a combination of Ring of Honor, Impact, uh, Impact New Japan, MLW, MLW, and it's like we the one thing, and I'll give you the floor in 60 sure. seconds. The one thing that I stressed last week on Breakfast with Blossy, and I invite anybody out there to please rewind. I'll fucking do a contest right now and give away a hundred bucks to anybody that could find us a clip where we made fun of AEW, that we made fun of the people that were, we never ever criticized anybody trying to do this. Our direct direction and our focus was on these websites and these people out there that are fucking already calling, you know, the insane progress with this company. Well, basically the room, the rumor monger pushes. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And all we're saying is, is that look, 
one step at a time. But you got fucking these websites all falling over themselves, claiming this and saying that and saying this, and they don't even have a fucking roster yet. They don't even have venues yet. They they don't even have the. T- Did you see the reports last week? They're going to be on TNT or TBS. There's, I know that's complete I mean, speculation. Come on, I mean, all we never disrespected, we never made fun of, we never criticized anybody that is forming all all elite wrestling. I right? never once, and we're still not going to criticize. Well, I don't know how you're going to feel about it, but all mm. I'm saying is, is that you got to keep things in perspective because at the end of the day, you know, you got someone who has a billionaire family that's investing on a higher end version of MLW, a higher end version of Ring of Honor. If that's what you want, by all means, enjoy it, have fun with it. But to turn around and to say that it's going to be the next number two, I'm sorry, Cody Rhodes is a very talented wrestler. The young bucks are phenomenal. But I'm sorry, they don't have, in my opinion, the creative minds of a Paul Heyman, a Jake the Snake Roberts, a Vince McMahon, or anyone else. So if Ring of Honor, MLW, Lucha Underground, New Japan Pro Wrestling, if none of them could come anywhere close to WWE, how the fuck is all elite wrestling all of a sudden the number two TBS and this is Sinat? Wait, wait, wait. These fucking websites, wait. And for the people that are suicidal that Kenny Omega is leaving <laughs> New Japan to go to WWE, you know, come, relax. It's fucking wrestling. It's entertainment. It's not real. I mean, DT, I'm not even going to take that long because to, to sum it all up, Wait and see. I want to wait and see what happens. I've tweeted that. I There's nothing. There's a rally. I know they're having a pep rally in Florida, right? Uh, they're, they're having rallies and they're having get-togethers and they're doing things like that. There's no official roster. Please stop pushing the fantasy roster. I saw that too, DT, going around the circuit with the good AJ brothers. AJ Styles. By the way, the contract. AJ WWE. Styles. AJ oh, Nakamura, by the way. We'll contemplating leaving yeah. WWE for all elite wrestling. Oh, contemplating. On, the fuck is that? Seriously. Well, Good. No, no. Here's the problem, too. And I'm sure you have this, too, DT. There's like legitimate wrestling fans writing to me in private, writing to you, writing to DT Casey, saying, I, what is going on? Are you guys going to reveal what's actually going on? I'm getting confused because some people who are supposedly reputable are saying they have a TV deal. I'm very confused. My friend Dave wrote me today. He's a big wrestling fan saying he's, he's very confused about the situation. I'm like, here's the, this is the confusion. A mass amount of people are pushing rumors. Rumor monger pushing in the bag. They're in the bag for, for, for this promotion. That's great. You know, whether you're anti WWE, they're almost making like it's political or something yeah. like they're anti this, anti that. It reminds me a lot of politics, DT, doesn't it? It does. Um, and so uh, people, the real and some good and not just the fans that aren't smart. There's real smart fans who are confused. They're like, well, wait a minute. So who, who do I believe here? Are, are, is there a deal on the table for TV? No, not at the moment. Is there a de- is there something that's going to go down? Possibly, are they going to announce something that's just rally? I don't know, but I think it's a wait and see thing. I think it's hard to comment on something that's not fully happened yet. DT, you know what I mean? We're not saying that Kenny Omega is not going there. I got news for you. Oh, also not I, saying that he's not coming to WWE. Right, I would exactly. And the thing is, is that if I was AEW, and if I was Kenny Omega, you know what I would do? I would let the rumor really develop that he's going to WWE. I, if I was AEW, I would not say a fucking word and let the internet. I mean, I know that there's some people that are literally suicidal that Kenny Omega may go to WWE. And, you know, I, I got to read you this. And this is, I've read many of them. 
over the last week. But this one pretty much summarizes some of the reaction online. I'll read this quick, and then I'll tell you why AEW could be very, very smart when it comes to Kenny Omega. But anyway, this is what one person said, and he's got like 400 responses to it and people in in agreement with him. He says, and I quote, I'm ready to fucking just cry at this point. Kenny Omega is going to WWE. This is proven by his championship loss and all the praise he was giving them in the mid-2018. We were building non-WWE wrestling up after so long. Tanahashi, Nakamura, the rise of Ring of Honor, Bullet Club, Balor, Styles, Omega, All In, AEW. And it all means jack shit now because we have put all the faith in someone who didn't deserve it. He's going to go and sell out to a fucking company, get a bunch of money while simultaneously going against the sediment he built himself on and trashing countless careers and promotions on the way up. It's extraordinarily selfish that Kenny Omega would fucking do this when AEW is about to start and they need a guy like him more than anything. We actually had a fighting chance and snap, there goes into the win. If there's no Omega announcement by January 8th, I might as well retire from fucking wrestling. I'm beyond sick of WWE never doing anything right and if non-WWE guys that spend so much time building it up love for that shit, fuck them too. I'm tired of wasting my time and energy on people who clearly don't give a fuck anymore. Fuck Fence, fuck Kenny Omega, fuck wrestling. You know what I say to that fucking nitwit? It's a goddamn business. And all of these wrestlers are doing it to profit, to raise a nest egg for their family, for their future, for their legacy. They're not going to fucking go to a 150 or a 500 seat arena just so you have a place to fucking orgasm. Fuck that nitwit. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, what, what, you, if AEW is smart, we don't know where Kenny Omega is going. Anybody no, out no. there, anybody out there that's saying they know, what they're doing is they're playing 50-50 Russian roulette right now. If they end up being right, they're going to tell everyone, you heard it here first. We told you all along. You should have listened to us and blah, 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 blah. And then if it ends up that they're wrong, oh, well, Kenny Omega, you know, in the end, the WWE money was too big and blah, 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 blah. So if AEW ends up bringing them in, if I was them, I would not say a goddamn word. Let these fucking people get on the verge of suicide. And then when Kenny Omega shows up, they're going to feel like he fucking stood for us. He fucking, uh, he, he avoided the temptation of, of the billion dollar events and did it for us. And then they could fucking take the AEW shirts and blow massive loads of jizz all over them. And that's what I said on Breakfast of Blasi. What all elite wrestling is going to do that other f- promotions have not is they're going to target these fans. They're going to target the ones, the websites out there that are already orgasming, fan, you know, fantasizing this and convincing them that certain things are going to happen. They're going to take the the overly, you know, outspoken fans online that Cody and the Young Bucks are Jesus Christ is that, and they're going to toy on their emotions. You are the reason why we're here. You are our future. 
The only way we could buy our shirts, show everyone that you, you're not going to take the status quo. You don't like the standard that WWE is giving us. So make a statement, make a difference, speak out, be your voice, buy AEW so, stuff and show it. Join, join the resistance. It's almost like what Paul Heyman did to ECW wrestlers and fans back in the day. The only difference is, is that Paul Heyman had the fucking Midas touch and Cody and the Young Bucks talented in the ring. You know, work success doing all in, but as far as doing a regular promotion, it doesn't matter how much money you throw a certain way. If the talent just aren't there and it immediately starts feeling like another MLW, another Lucha Underground, like you said, another Impact, another fucking Ring of Honor, then really what do you got here? No, just another promotion. Exactly. I think it's one thing to do, put something six months in advance, like all in, which was great. I enjoyed it. We talked about it. We admitted what was good about it. We talked about what was not so good about it. Uh, it was six months in the making, well, a little bit less, but probably a little, yeah, maybe six months. Um, and it turned out okay. But now it's a different ball game to have to do something on the regular. Book TV every week. Be the brand child and trust behind a lot of people's careers, right, DT? It's a different ball game. Sure. Doing, doing one event a year, it's like in my profession. There's guys who book a couple of big events a year, and they kind of pat themselves on the back. And then they come up to me and go, you book weekly? I go, I book daily. It's like, how do you do it? It's fucking nuts. I, I do a show like once a month, I go crazy. It depends. You have to have the touch. You have to be, you really have to know how to do it. Like you said, DT, uh, Paul Heyman is really good at that. Writing constant TV angles, storylines for different people. Let's see if Cody and, and the Young Bucks have that in them to do it. They have other things in to do it and plan an event, like I said, all in. It was months in the making. Now, if they get a TV deal and they're the brand child's Cody Rhodes' VP of this company, and he's going to be, like I said, the brain trust of putting people's careers in his hands and angles and storylines and stuff. I'm sure they're going to hire some writers and stuff, but Cody's going to be. Let's see now if he can do what his dad did. Remember, a lot of people don't talk about Dusty Rhodes and, and what he did. He was, a, he was a booker, controversial at times, pushed people at a little bit of an agenda. You know, back in the day, how do you think Magnum TA got a big career? Dusty Rhodes loved him. So I wonder how Cody is going to go with is he going to push his friends is he going to is he going to take outside guys or people who didn't get a chance quote unquote in wwe and give them a big shot at the big time i don't know i don't know what kind of booker he is dt i, I, I really don't know but i can't go by just one event right. all in you right. know right. dusty dusty Rhodes had the minus touch did he hand that down to cody i guess we're going to find out exactly and for those that live in florida jacksonville to be precise right uh tuesday january 8th 5 p.m Tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, parking lot J in the uh, TIA Bank Field. I guess that's the where the Jacksonville Jaguars play, I believe. Yes. They're going to have a little like rally there, and they're going to hype up double or nothing. That's going to be the second all-in. And it's funny because they call it double or nothing, and I'm waiting for websites to compare it to WrestleMania 1985. <laughs> yeah, Remember exactly. when Vince put all his money in, and it was either this or nothing? I'm waiting for people to compare it to say, this is our WrestleMania one. Watch. There's only so many guys on the market. When I watched All In and, you know, you didn't see, you saw most of the thing announced, but you're waiting for certain surprises. Jericho appearing, no big shock there. Tommy Dreamer, no big shock there. Dudley, uh, Bubba Ray, no big. So there's, and then, but when someone said to me the other day, Kev, how many Big time names are free on the market anyway. Exactly. Uh, not not too many. Not not a lot at all. WWE has signed up a lot of guys like Riddle, Punishment Martinez, people like that. They signed up most of the top girls. 
uh, and the other one, top ones are in impact. So mm -hmm. I don't really know, DT, who's on the market of any kind of blockbuster announcement. Maybe that's why they're harping on Kenny Omega, DT, because who else is there? See, all AEW fans, I don't know exactly what they're fans of. I think, I don't know, because right now it's the unknown. We know yeah. who's involved and we yeah. know who's going to be running it. But you still don't know what the roster is going to be. You still don't know how often events going to be. You still don't know, you know, what is out there. And the thing is, is that, you know, at the end of the day, when you look at it, you know, you, you think of Kenny Omega, like you said, all right, Kenny Omega, all right, he, he, he's been featured on many events in the United States. All right. I don't, I, I don't recall 10,000 people or 5,000 people or 3,000 people on a regular basis going out of their way in droves to see Kenny Omega wrestle. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So the fans, the AEW fans, or the fans that want to see this work and see it succeed, all power to you. But you also got to be very careful because if you really start overhyping this to the point where other companies are starting to believe the hype and they think, wow, you know, AEW may in fact be a major threat with this billionaire. They're going to start signing people just to sign them. Yeah. You know, people that they wouldn't normally want to keep on a, on a regular basis, but they need to sign them because they don't want to have their roster watered down to nothing. And then when you hear, oh, Ring of Honor signed this person, MLW signed this person, this person signed this person, and then what are you left with? Yeah, DT, that's another thing that people are not, they're almost like taking it out of the equation. They're focusing on going after WWE. Is anybody aware that there's other promotions called Impact, Ring of Honor, MLW, who actually have contracts with certain wrestlers who have certain stipulations with them too? You think they're going to fall and just roll over and, oh, get out of the way. It's AEW versus WWE. These guys are in it. Ring of Honor's in it. And you, oh, there's a deal with Ring of Honor. That, has that been established, by the way, DT, that there's a working arrangement with Ring of Honor or no, New it, Japan with this no, new promotion? No, there's nothing been made public yet. And, more rumors, more and, rumors. And you know what? If I've been a loyal Meltzer fan for since the 90s. Yeah, and, I, and I'm one of the few that like Meltzer and Vince Russo, but... You know, I know there's a lot of people out there that can't stand Meltzer's, you know, love for J Japanese wrestling. It's funny. You know, I say this all the time. I don't want, I don't like the Bellas. I don't like the Kardashians. I can't fucking stand Jersey Shaw. So I don't watch them. I don't read their stuff. I don't view their stuff. I don't take, pay any attention to their product. I don't understand if people just don't like Dave Meltzer that much. Why do you fucking care if he rates a match five stars? Why do you right. care what he reports? So please, you know, shut the fuck up. But if you're going to, um, if you want accurate information about AEW, to me, in my opinion, the only person you follow is Meltzer. Because Meltzer has been loyal to Japanese wrestling. Meltzer has a very good relationship with the young boy. Hell, he named a fucking finishing maneuver after Meltzer, the Meltzer driver. So if anyone's going to have accurate information, it's going to be Dave Meltzer. Whether you yeah. like it or not, I'm sorry, but these fucking other websites out there, blah, 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 wrestling, they don't have the inside scoop. When, when it comes to Kenny Omega... 
sign him with the WWE or not sign him with the WWE. You got a 50-50 shot at being right. And that's what people are doing right now. They are gambling that their guess is going to be right. And when if it ends up being right, they're going to fucking say, see, we got sources, we got connections, you heard it here all along, and blah, blah, blah. Just don't fucking pay attention to all of the nonsense out there. You know, they're negotiating with TNT or TBS. Could very well happen. But do yeah. you fucking think that, you know, you know genericwrestling.com fucking has that scoop of a fucking TV deal with a Turner network and Meltzer doesn't the fuck out of here. Yeah. It's just, again, it's so much rumor pushing that it's, and it's unfortunate that a lot of fans really, you know, want to get the truth. They want to get things out. They're listening to multiple podcasts and going to multiple sites and they're, they're still scratching their heads. As my friend said earlier, he goes, I don't know what to believe. I said, that's the theme of what's going on right now. You know, mm-hmm. it's wait till something is announced officially and that it comes from the people that it's supposed to come from, not a secondhand party, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll wait and see, you know, look, they're going to have an event. It's going to be the double or nothing. Um, I want to see what the card is and I want to see how it's going to be different. And right now, the one thing that is different other than the people behind the scenes is emotion. Really, this promotion is being fed right now on emotion. It's, it's getting, it's growing on emotion. You want an alternative, but again, just, just because the letters are different. If it ends up with an MLW-type roster, Ring of Honor-type roster, New Japan-type roster, Impact-type roster, what is actually the alternative? That's the thing that I don't understand. When When I argue with people online, I say all along, we have never once criticized the people behind AEW. What we're trying to figure out is, is that what are fans actually thinking this is gonna be? And they think because there's a billion-dollar family involved with it that they're going to throw Turner money around. I mean, I don't – that's another thing, DT. What pe- people think – rich people got rich because they're smart. Not gonna, gonna, if this guy's not going to throw his Jaguar money, his fo- NFL football money at middle-of-the-road wrestlers or wrestlers who won proven commodities, $23 million. I saw some of the, the money figures that people were throwing around, DT. I mean, you're talking about what rock makes per picture type of money. Where, where is this coming from? I, I, I want to I st- just add to what you just said. And again, I have to stress this over and over again because people hear what we say, but they don't listen. Right. All right. Again, we're not criticizing anybody involved with AEW, including Khan, the owner. You know the 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 main money mark guy. Or no, whatever we're criticizing. We're criticizing unsubstantiated rumor pushers. Right. That's he, here's here's where I add on to what you said about business. Okay. So far, the three rumored names that a lot of websites are going with is Kazarian, Daniels, Scorpio Sky. Right. All right. Now, on those same websites said that AEW is offering contracts on a level of WWE, and some of these contracts are in the millions. Now. Think of small business here. If MLW and Ring of Honor and Impact Wrestling and Lucha Underground had Daniels, Kazarian, Scorpio Sky, but did not have to pay them seven figures, who is making the dumb business move here? The company that all of a sudden feels they need to throw out million-dollar contracts or the company that was able to use Daniels for two grand? Or use yep. Daniels for four grand. See, just because you keep saying that they're offering WWE level contracts, 
you know, not for nothing, but that sometimes sounds like dumb business because why would I offer a WWE level contract to a guy that I could fucking hire on the indies for $1,500? The same guy. Yep. There's a reason why a lot of these guys that are out there aren't making WWE level contracts. So just because you offer someone a WWE level contract doesn't mean that that person all of a sudden is more important. So who out there deserve the million dollar deals? Seriously, I invite anybody out. Again, this is not criticizing the ownership or the company. I invite any of these websites and podcasters out there. Give me a list of 10 people that should, that deserve to have multi-million dollar contracts working for AEW. Give me 10 names. All right, Omega is probably the one that everybody goes with. Fine, I have no problem with that. You want to bring in Jericho exclusively? Jericho is a leader for the company, and a lot of he could still go. He goes 45 minutes with Omega. So, okay, Jericho, I have no problem with that. But after that, seriously, give me 10 people. Because I'm sorry, if you're going to have a roster that's going to be on TV, Week after week after week after week after week. You can't do it with just 12 wrestlers. You need a fucking a decent-sized roster. You need to have championship belts. So give me the list. Give me the list. You know, don't give me AJ Styles, the good brothers, Nakamura, because they're still on WWE contract. Give me the list. And then that they convinced me that there is a roster out there that warrants those type of contracts. Exactly. Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian, I'm a big, bad influence fan. I thought they were very uh, underutilized at Impact. They were treated very horribly on the way out of TNA and Impact. Watched their shoot interviews the other day from a couple of years ago. And I can tell you, they were not making a lot of money uh, back then at Impact TNA. And now years have gone by. Kazarian's going to be 42. What is Daniels? 48. They are not making seven figures. You know what this sounds like to me? It's not even close, guys. I mean, please. Cons are not stupid people. They're going to be very smart. Cody, I think people are turning Cody into Eric Bischoff, where it's almost like they're watching the WCW thing where Eric had the open checkbook and had Turner's money. They're almost turning that narrative for Cody to spend the cons money, and it's totally unsubstantiated. The funny thing is, is that Cody and the Young Bucks will not make claims like that. They'll mm-hmm. let the websites do it. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. No, the, Cody could turn around and say, I never said I'm yeah, paying anybody. Yeah, you, but it's the narrative that's being pushed. There's yeah. so many people in the pocket for this new promotion, but and they're so excited that they're purposely spreading false rumors. And I think it's it's unfortunate. It's doing a real disservice to wrestling, I think. Exactly. You're doing a disservice for AEW. I, they don't well, even realize yeah. it. They're doing a disservice for AEW. Let it grow organically. React to what they uh, release, react to what is launched. Take, you know, before you give a restaurant fucking five stars, um, let them provide the menu, let them set up the venue, let them hire the chefs, let them cook the meals, let them bring you in, let you eat the meals, and then after everything is done, then you rate the company. Then you do a review. Then you do a review. Exactly. And you know what this is starting to remind me of? XWF and World Wrestling All-Stars. Andrew McManus. And I don't remember remember the money mark behind XWF, but I remember fucking cookie jars of cocaine and fucking cash. And, And- I don't. I won't disrespect anyone and put it on the level of that fucking wrestlelicious matarats. But yeah. you know, the, the wrestlers 
are going to wherever the money is and wherever the, the, the they could get great money and work a very, you know, uh, a low end contract as far as number of dates and events. Who else? Good for, good for them. Yeah. And you know, what's funny, Kev, what? you'll have these fans that'll turn around and say, Hey, you know what? Uh, Chris Jericho went to all elite wrestling because he's getting good money and he only has to work a couple of dates a year. Oh, oh, Kenny Omega went to All Elite Wrestling. This way, he doesn't have to, you know, destroy his body and he could extend his career and he only has to work a handful of dates and he's getting a comfortable paycheck. Hey, AEW uh, brought in the Young Bucks and the others because they can concentrate on other things and they just... And meanwhile, when it comes to Brock Lesnar, that motherfucker, he don't show up on <laughs> Raw. He's got the Universal Champion. That cocksucker, he don't fucking ever show up. So it's no good for Brock Lesnar, but it's okay for somebody else. Exactly. Fuck you. Fuck yeah. you. Fuck you. So, and uh, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to our new associate producer, Michael John Buchanan. Our new and returning patrons, Jonathan Le- Leverington, Mike Mazuk, Super Nintendo, Townsend Shaw, Nicholas Hernandez, The Yipster, Sheze Ali, Crazy Gamer 607, Russell Howell, Howell, Brandon, Chris, Teague, Caldell, Lindsey Manns, and Ryan Daly. And don't forget, everyone, starting tomorrow night, every Tuesday night, Live on Patreon. People have been asking for it for over a dozen years. We will have a secondary live show every week right after SmackDown. Patreon exclusive. And one host, host to be announced. Yeah, well, you know what? As, as I said before, it's going to be a combination of rotation, you. Right? Yeah, rotation. You, me, Mish, a combination thereof. You, I think you have to work tomorrow. Yeah. So tomorrow it's probably going to be Mish and I. Uh, doing it and yes we're still doing breakfast soup wednesday but you know we're we're uh, we're amateurs in what we do with the podcast but we're also skilled enough to know to have make have tomorrow's show completely different in breakfast soup so uh we will be doing it live tomorrow uh also shout out to andrew and yes i did notice it as well the metro brothers were on raw tonight they played security guards uh in the yeah, seth yeah, rollins segment and, you know, it, it, they really did shake it up tonight. We finally got an appearance of Zack Ryder on Raw. Yeah, finally. He was Good wearing the suit. The <laughs> yeah, the suit, doing the pull apart. You know, as I said online, woo, woo, whoop-de-doo. I mean, that's that. I still don't give a shit about Zack Ryder, but it's funny that he finally got an appearance on Raw. Dana Brooke was not on Raw tonight, and she wrote on Twitter over the weekend that if she's not put in the Royal Rumble, she may just show up anyway. Oh, wow. Dana, please do that. Please, when WWE, when your employer tells you, look, we don't need you tonight, stay home, or you're going to stay in the back, and then you go out and go into business for yourself, please do that. You know, listen to the your Twitter fans that are saying, yeah, Dana, be a renegade. Fucking go against the grain. Show, show, go out there. Do it, please, and see what happens. Oh, God. Unbelievable. Don't you love all this friction? Have you ever seen a billion-dollar company have this many employees hate each other on Twitter and have so many gullible fans that think it's true? Yeah, that's why I, I, I'm amazed at how many people think the the Becky Corey Graves banter is legit. Uh, it's it's just a work, guys. It's yeah. 
you know, just a work. You didn't learn from Booker T and Corey, right? Now you're going to get full for it with Becky now? Yeah, that's they're, they're falling for it. They're like, oh, I can't wait for Becky to put Corey Graves in his place. So, Mikey, she's, she's probably having uh, cocktails with him as we speak. And you know they're what? Fr- they're friends, guys. They're not enemies. They're friends. For entertainment purposes, I love it all. I didn't yes. like it at first. Mish sold me on it. By the way, shout out to Mish. Yeah, shout out to Mish. Um, he sold me on it, and I'm enjoying the entertainment aspect of it. But there are droves of people online that believe all this is real to the point where wrestling news websites are reporting it as news. Yeah. Look, Becky, Becky Lynch puts commentator in his place. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's banter between friends. I do the same thing with Beardface Killer. I mean, I do. We do the same thing. We go back and forth, and then we uh, send love to each other. We're all good. Yeah. It's, it's it's a work, guys. Becky Lynch is not putting Corey Graves in his place. Yeah. And, if he, and you know what? If she wasn't, WWE would. Because WWE say, you don't see with the Me Too stuff going around, Corey Graves, what the fuck are you doing? Are you stupid? Yeah, and he's also married, so he doesn't want to date that. (laughs) so stupid. He's married. Everybody knows he's married. Just for that reason, Kev, spot on. Seriously, he goes on to his wife. He wants to date, but he wants to get with Becky Lynch. He's married. Does he have kids? Yeah, he's got kids. He's married. Can you picture him coming home? And and he's about to sit down to eat. Man, I'm so tired. We fucking had this big taping tonight on SmackDown. And then just a fucking stack of white computer printed out paper just gets thrown on the table. No, no picture. He comes home for dinner and his wife just throws his stack of papers on the table. What the fuck is this? What are you doing on with Becky Lynch online? Why are you you're making moves on her? What the fuck's going on when I'm married? Come on. Uh-huh. These people that they're mateless, you know, simpletons. I that's my I don't use I'm trying not to use social justice warriors anymore because there yeah. is a lot of social justice that's done for the right reasons. So now I have created mateless social media simpletons. <laughs> so get used to it, everyone. When you hear me say mateless social media simpletons. That's my replacement for social justice worries. And by the way, a huge goddamn shout out. This is not directed towards fans. You have a right to your opinion. You have a right to to not forgive Hulk Hogan. All right. But the fucking podcasters, the websites, the mateless social media simpletons out there that were in an uproar the last five days that Hulk Hogan was going to appear on Raw. I wrote it on Twitter earlier tonight before he came out. I said, tonight is dedicated to all those spineless, mateless social media simpletons out there. When Hogan comes out and gets a pop from the crowd, there is the big middle finger to all of you because you know what? They all forgot their mirrors. You know, they they always want to rip Hogan and others, but they don't look in their own mirror. Their mirrors, their skeletons are probably a thousand times more than Hogan's. But in order to d- divert attention away from themselves, they will criticize Hogan. They will act like the biggest moral people in the world. And as you and I have said in the past, look at the entertainment world. The people many times that are the most outspoken against abuse towards women are the ones who are doing it themselves. Look up, was it CK and others? Mm-hmm. So please spare me that shit. And I was so happy to see Hogan get a big pop tonight. You could tell he was nervous as fuck. Yeah, he did look nervous. He stumbled over some of his words. And I think in the end, when he cut the promo, you know, doing the Hulkamania thing, I think he finally got relaxed and just showed his tribute. And those tears towards Mean Gene were legit. 
You know, they yeah. truly, truly, truly cared for each other. I mean, they, they worked with each other for over 40 years. Yeah, and I think, you know, Hogan's a human being like anybody else. You know, sometimes we forget about these guys. A lot of these guys have lost a lot of their brothers in arms over the years. It's like if you were on a team or you were on baseball, you were in baseball for 30 years and half, 70% of guys that you went up and down the road with, shared hotel rooms with, shared dinners with, had phone conversations, you know, rode the highways and byways with our dead. It gets to you. I think it gets to a lot of these guys. And he was looking back and watching those clips. And so many of those guys are gone in those clips, DT. I count maybe like eight out of ten people in those mm-hmm. clips are deceased it's sad it and hogan is getting up there near 70s he's 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 seeing his mortality sometimes looking at all of his friends and i think you can tell it hogan looked older tonight he, he definitely looked the oldest i've ever seen him because he is the oldest he's ever been but he uh he got comfortable and i think he really everybody enjoyed the references to macho man ultimate warrior piper mr perfect it was he did good he really closed it out in a good way he uh he handled it well, and when he even said to the guy, you want me to do it again? Like, he really – he wasn't placating to the crowd in a phony way. I think he really was glad to be back. He was grateful for the for the reaction. Was it an off-the-charts reaction? No. No, it but wasn't. There was, but it there, right, there were no boos. It was a nice reaction. And I think Hogan did a great job. I, I wrote on Twitter, good job to Hulk Hogan. He did a very good job. The focus was supposed to be on Mean Gene. Of course. So, of course, so yeah. the fans, it wasn't about Hulk. And that's, I, I was happy about. Um, you know, to Mark in the chat, no, my comments are not directed towards black people who are still offended by Hulk Hogan. No, they have, I'm not black. You, those who are black that are still very upset at Hogan, you have every right to be. All right, for the wrestlers that are black in the WWE or outside of WWE that are still offended by Hogan, you have every right to be. I'm directing most of my comments towards people online and probably about 70 to 80% of them are not even black. You don't have to be black to be offended. But when you have people going out of their way, writing five, 10 different posts about Hogan appearing on Raw, you know, I'm sorry, you know, you follow other people who have done some very terrible things over the years. And there is a thing in my country where you do get a second chance at life and you do get third chances and sometimes fourth chances, four times every, you know, the guy has shown emotion. Yeah, I believed originally that he was more upset that you know that of the the backlash than actually the the offense that he did i think he's grown over the years i'm not friends with him i don't know him personally it could all be a rouge we don't know but all i know is that when someone for years and years and years and does a boatload of good stuff behind the scenes sure he's got a gigantic ego sure he's a celebrity wants all the attention on him sure he's called tmz just to get publicity on the tiniest little fucking things but when you also hear him doing stuff for the the boy scouts and doing stuff for charities and doing stuff for this i wish he would have done more speaking for you know black youngsters and going to schools and speaking out how he made the mistakes i think the reason why he hasn't done it is because he i don't think he can handle the criticism that'll get back look at the fucking soldier and i'm gonna defend hogan for a minute everyone out there forget trump for a minute just look at social media. Look at what happened with the fucking, who was the guy who was supposed to host the Academy Awards? You know, Chris Rock? Kevin, Hunt, Kevin, Kevin Hunt. Hunt. Okay. Look at what happened to him. Look what happened with other, other people out there. People get eaten alive by social media outrage. All right. So 
you expect Hogan to think that he's going to go to a school and be an inspiration when you see conservatives showing up at a high school campus that never uttered the N-word ever or have ever been caught uttering the N-word. They show up at a school campus and his fucking windows being broken and they're being yelled and cursed at and spit out out of the fucking yeah, they've building. Been, they've been called a Nazi. Yeah. I mean, which is so worse. you really think Hogan <clears throat> would feel comfortable? It's okay, brother. I have to show up anyway, brother. No, I would fucking say I ain't going anywhere near that shit, brother. So I have to take his word. And you know what? Like I said, I have seen a hell of a lot worse by a lot of people out there. And, you know, this frenzy that Hogan caused online because he was going to show up on TV. It's funny the how crazy the frenzy was on the Internet didn't dictate and it didn't translate in the crowd. No, it didn't at all. And again, <clears throat> give credit where credit's due. I'm not the biggest Hogan fan anymore either. And I go back. I'm blocked by uh, Hogan. Oh, uh, yeah. And I dis I go back to disliking him about the that comment about the guy deserving to be paraplegic uh, from the car accident that God, you know, didn't, you know, God John was punishing him. Yeah, yeah, that 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 turned me off. So that and that was years before the tape leaked of the the racist comments. So I was already on uh, the other side of the fence with Hogan, uh, with being turned off by his personality. <clears throat> However, again, like you said, DT, um, people can can uh, make amends for things. People can have contrition. Um, time heals all wounds to a degree. If you still have a harbor, if you're African American, a person of color, and you still feel no, I, I, you know, I don't, I might forgive, but I don't forget. That's your prerogative to do that. But to say a man shouldn't work or a man shouldn't be allowed back on TV, he has done a lot of good things as well. Uh, you can't eliminate that. He didn't pull a Chris Benoit. There's degrees. I'm sorry of of, of doing things and acts of. Uh, you know, stupidity. And I don't know what's in Hogan's heart or in his mind now at, at his age. Maybe he's mellowed. Maybe it was an act. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. That's between him and God and whoever knows him really well. But as far as tonight, it was appropriate because he was a legitimate friend of Mean Gene. It was about Mean Gene, as DT said. It wasn't about Hulk Hogan. It was about Gene Oakland. And I think uh, it went as well as it could have went tonight. And Hogan did the right thing, and I think the crowd was happy. Yeah, and for those out there that are saying, well, the crowd was receptive and clapping because it was for Mean Gene, I got news well, for you. We don't know. I, I don't no, know. no, no. Well, I got, new, I got an answer for all of that. All right? If you feel that Hogan is a racist, I'm sorry, you don't clap at a racist simply because his friend died. And he's paying tribute to him. So for anyone out there that's going to even come up with something like that, really, get off the fucking internet. Shut the fuck up. Cut your fingers off and stop typing. Seriously, because think about that. Oh, they clapped because it was a tribute to Mean Gene and they were being polite because Hogan was tributing Mean Gene. So I'm going to clap at a racist because he's tributing someone that we love. What the fuck? You know what that is? That's people out there trying to figure out a reason to bash Hogan still. Yeah, it's select. I mean, when you when you bash people select, uh, you, you really, you know, I, I think the problem more lies within you than the other person because either, like, if you don't like someone, don't watch. You know, you don't have to watch. You could have turned off the Hogan segment, turned back on when he was off. And that's, again, it's your prerogative. But for for what this thing was about tonight, the way it went down, it, was, it went down well. Yes. He wasn't self, well. He wasn't self-serving. It was about me and Gene. The clips brought me almost to tears. I mean, mm -hmm. it was taking me down memory lane. Me, DT, I know you too. I seen every one of those clips when they originally aired. 
you know, uh, every th- all those things, 85, 84, I forgot about the Wendy Richter one. The Wendy Richter oh, yeah, one was no, fun. No, I remember that one. I remember all that. Again, it just, it was, uh, you know, the, the the crowd was polite as they should have been. There was no booze. There was no heckles. That would have been horrible, by the way, if that went down. I did not wish for that for I one I got news minute. for you. If, if Ric Flair was backstage at Raw, right. I have a feeling that they kept Ric Flair there as an audible just in case the reception for Hogan was really negative. Possible. I, I agree with you. I think that I, I could picture that DT if it wasn't going well. All of a sudden, there you the flare. Yeah, he comes out and then the crowd. Yeah, WWE would know how to manipulate the situation. I agree with that. He probably was back there. Um, but again, I think it went as well as it could. And in the end, if Hogan improvised a little bit when dropping some of the old school names, Andre the Giant, that was the way to go. And it got the crowd emotional. And all in all, by the way, because we'll get into more about Raw tonight, it was the best thing on Raw. Oh, sure. I, Raw was very, tonight. you know, again, WWE overscripting promos. It happened more than once tonight. You know, the oh. funny thing is, is that the whole Alexa Bliss segment was terrible. And just because one woman, one woman says the word bitch, all of a sudden, whoa, oh, I got to cheer that. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny that WWE is trying to be so kid friendly. And then it leads into a show called Temptation Island. Yeah, I was thinking true. about like, could you imagine all the kids that are tuning into the fan, fr- you know, kid friendly episode of Raw tonight? And because there's no more overrun, like as soon as the show ends, Next thing you know, they're showing fucking Temptation Island and people fucking banging other people's people, you know, people. I'm like, you know, people fucking coconuts because their girlfriend left them for someone else. If I was a fucking kid, I'd say, you know, mom, I'm going to turn the TV off now. I'm tired. And then as soon as the mom goes upstairs, fucking going right back, watching Temptation Island, taking a little Superman gel rag out, fucking experimenting. And, you know, that the rest is history. But... Overscripted, man. The Alexa Bliss thing, people forgot this is your life, Bailey, how fucking horrendous that is. Alexa mm-hmm. Bliss is great as a heel and she is beautiful, but she's not spectacular doing these fucking interview things. All right. You want to do a cheap shot to the crowd? All right. That always gets a, a negative reaction. But the Braun Strowman stuff. Oh. How the fuck does WWE think in their right mind? I mean, he's interacted with Paul Heyman before, but not an extended three or four minute segment where Paul Heyman, you could see, is clearly trying to hold back because he is so far ahead of Braun Strowman. And Braun Strowman is throwing these pre-written one-liners. Dude, did you catch him muttering to himself before he he was saying the line? Yeah. He He was talking to himself. I'm like, does he know he's on camera? Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. And then I, and I'm telling you, Lesnar, who's not a promo guy, his reaction is just <laughs> his, 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 his look. I, I'm like, are they trying to humiliate Braun Strowman? Yeah. I mean, this was Roman Reigns' bad promo cringe. I think R- Reigns has never been as embarrassed as I think Braun Strowman looked like. Someone said, summed up the word tonight for Roman for Braun Strowman, goofball. It, it was, goof. it was like a goof. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of tension between him and Brock Lesnar. The crowd was very, very polite at the end of the segment. Yep. You know, I wanted to really you know, like focus on Braun Strowman, who did a really nice thing over the weekend. His family lives in Washington County. I think that's Connecticut. 
I'm not sure, but he took the polar plunge to raise money for the Boys and Girls Club. Oh, didn't he do it in Wisconsin? It might have been Wisconsin. I, I, I yeah, you know what? It, it is Wisconsin. I don't, I'm, I don't know why I thought Hartford, but he was in Washington County. That's where his family lives. And anybody that showed up, he signed autographs. He took pictures. Everybody who was there that wrote fan accounts and said nothing but great things about him. He's a very likable and good guy on the outside. That's the perception. But in the ring today, I don't know what WWE was thinking when they had him go back and forth with Paul Heyman. Because the thing is, is that when you go out there and you're doing entertainment, you're supposed to do it at the best of your ability. And when you're going to have a battle with someone on the mic, it's supposed to be realistic. So you're, you're supposed to go after your opponent. You're supposed to go back and forth. John Cena, if you notice, whenever he fucking has an interaction with someone, you know, when that person starts stumbling a little bit, you know, it'll be like, all right, get to the point. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Like he would really like fluster a lot of people. He did it to Reigns. That's what someone was writing me earlier and said, hey, Kev, did that thing with uh, Strowman and Heyman Romandro when uh, Cena was overriding Reigns on that back and forth promo? He's like, I get get it out, spit it out. Yeah, it did remind me of that, but I was cringing more at Braun because Braun is supposed to be such a monster and unflappable that, you know, you kind of expected Reigns to stammer. Braun tonight really looked like a deer in the headlights and mm-hmm. really bothered me. Yep. I like I walked away from that cringing. I go, that was this is their top monster push big baby face. Oh well, yeah. Uh, He's the friendly know, monster. It's like what Raffman said in the chat. They pa- they made him a fucking tag team champion with a ten year old. And if yeah. you notice, yeah, I keep thinking to myself between Nick and fucking this women's over push, you imagine what the ratings would be if you know, the ki- kids and the women didn't tune in more now than they did fucking two, three years ago. Yeah. The ratings would be even worse. So it's like, oh, we'll put the belt on a child and we'll put them with the friendly giant. So all children would fantasize, hey, that could be me one day, you know? And then you have all this stuff with the women and stuff like that. I mean, the- actually, Sasha Banks versus Nia was probably the best match on the card today. Um, the other wrestlers, the six man was good. The street fight in the end was good, but you just knew that Lashley was going to interfere. I mean, the way they opened up Raw, why would Lashley all of a sudden leave to go to Starbucks? Yeah. Or go to a health food store to get a, the fucking smoothie. You yes. know what I mean? that You knew that that interference was going to happen in the end. And I'm sorry, when you already know what the outcome is likely going to be, you know, it's, it's not as enjoyable. And when the outcome ends up being what you thought it was going to be, it's yeah. even worse. It's true. You know? But, uh, yeah, Raw, other than that, I really, nothing really stood out for me. I mean, even Ronda Rousey, if you notice, the crowd wasn't as receptive for her, and they would, you know, little bits of Becky chants. Yep. You know, it was you could see the over, you know, writing of the promos. Because even if you go back and you watch it with Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss, when she's talking about Ronda Rousey, she says, you know, you had a great year. You know, what do you plan on doing next? Or what are you looking forward to? And Ronda Rousey opens up her promo and says something like, well, you know, I'm not going to focus in the past. I'm going to focus in the future. And I I know this is nitpicking, but when you hear Ronda Rousey say that, go back, rewind it, and listen to what Alexa Bliss said again. Alexa Bliss never focused on 
hey, why don't you look back to 2018 and what did you think about the year? She was basically saying, well, you know, 2018 was a phenomenal year. What are you looking forward to next? And Ronda Rousey, because it was overly scripted, she says, well, you know, I'm not going to focus on the past. I'm going to look forward to the future. And I'm saying to myself, nitwit, that's not what Alexa Bliss said. So I don't know which person was wrong there, but you listen to that and it's like, that's not the answer that should have been, you know what I'm saying? And like, it didn't yeah. go with the question and it happens too many times on WWE. Not it to does. mention the tag team division is really subpar. No disrespect to the revival, no disrespect to Rudin and Gabriel, no respect, uh. no disrespect to any tag team. But I was thinking about it tonight as I watched that fucking lumberjack bullshit. You think of when we became fans in the late 70s. You think of the 80s. You think of the 90s. You think of the 2000s. You could even think of the early 2010s. I looked at every tag team that was on Raw today, and I say to myself, not one of those tag teams is anywhere remotely close to being Hall of Fame worthy, unless they fucking die tragically. Yeah. I hate to say it that way, but whenever we watched wrestling, at any point up until the last five years, there was always one or two tag teams, the Hardys, the Dudleys. You would have fucking other teams. And there was always a team around that you say, you know, you know the, I, there's, there's a Hall of Famer in there. You look yeah. at it now and it's just like every tag team is like, you know, I don't know. To me, it's extremely lackluster. Bland and blah. That's the that's you should have a new tag team. Bland and blah. There, there's just nothing there. I, I understand. I, you know, I have to go back and forth with people on Twitter all the time about the revival. I see the revival just as a jobber. I, I'm too embedded in the jobber culture of the revival. I don't. I know what they did in NXT two three years ago, and guess what? It doesn't matter now. I mean, there, there was a lot of things that happened two or three years ago. Uh, you know, I, I can't stand when people go back and give me the accolades of past years. Uh, there's a, a lot of people with accolades of past years. Like someone, oh, he was hitting 350 three years ago. Yeah, now he's batting 116. Mm -hmm. I, I get that. You know, but the revival now to me and I think to the to most of the public, except for certain core audience, are a jobber team. I just I don't see them as anything else. I get it. Wins and losses. You can brush it off. You can come back. People forget it. Put it in the put it in the past. But I think there's too much of a perception for the crowd, DT, who doesn't really react to the revival at all from a heat perspective or a cheering perspective. Um, I th there's a non-care there by the crowd. So I don't know what you do with the revival at this point because I do not see a star solo and either one of those guys it's uh, not their fault it's just wwe didn't utilize them the right yeah, way and look I at aop it, you know, look at aop what's going on with them i don't even are they still here yeah they're still here <laughs> I, I like i said i hope they repackage them i said on breakfast oh, soup that, i wouldn't mind face paint even i look i know the ascension i agree, have face paint. I agree with you about the face paint yeah, I, I the ascension have face paint fine but you know feds in the past had wrestler more than two wrestlers with face paint yeah why not and i think that guy razor is a beast yeah. So, I mean, talking about they may be able to do something with him, the bigger guy. Yep. But uh, you're right, DT. Um, you know, in on Raw, the tag team division, just not good. Facial hair, face paint, change the pants. There's mm -hmm. three things I would change with the AOP. And I'll make a prediction. When they come back, I think their look will be tweaked a little bit. I agree. Like More like a powers of pain kind of look, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think um, uh, Leo Rush, he wrote something on Twitter over the weekend. I, I enjoyed it. And uh, this is kind of like how I closed out 2018, saying almost the same thing. He said, and I quote, it blows my mind how the people who grew up being wrestling fans, thinking that it was fun and cool, 
grew up and turned out to be in the ones that made wrestling so unfun and not cool. It's entertainment, guys. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Stop crying. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. And to echo that, did you see what Sammy uh, Zayn wrote as well? No, I didn't see. What did he say? Well, Sammy Zayn uh, decided to go to Twitter to express his frustration with the fans and uh, use their use of the social media platform. And he wrote the following. Uh, I've written so many reactionary tweets out of anger and disgust, only to delete before sending because I realize they do no good. For as many likes as they'd get, I'd just be contributing to the toxic swirl of shit that exists online. Can't stop everyone, but you can stop you. Mm-hmm. Well, like you know what? I like it, but unfortunately, the social media, the uproar is, it's a monster. Mm-hmm. There's nobody out there that's going to tame it. It is nothing. There is nothing out there that is going to stop because, look, I know people have joked about this in different ways, but, you know, we have said it in different ways, especially on Patreon with the personal topics that we discuss. Mm -hmm. You know, when we were younger, you know, we're not that old, but when we were younger, the only place we could talk shit like that is on the school schoolyard in, Mm -hmm. in, in the park. And if we talk shit like that in the schoolyard, we would get punched in the mouth 10 times over. Social media basically gave a place where people could fucking curse people out and say shit about people. And instead of hiding behind mommy and daddy, they're hiding behind a computer screen. And I'm not talking about hiding in your basement or staying behind a monitor, but basically it allowed people to talk shit and not have to worry about getting punched in the mouth over it. And that is never going to change. It is just going to get worse. And, you know, Sammy could, you know, talk about it. Leo Rush and others, you know, it, they're not going to be able to change it. What I like, well, we, agree, we agree with their frustration. Yeah. Uh, we, what I like, we agree with them. Yeah. Yeah. What I like about Leo Rush is the same thing I say about Kardashians, the Bellas, Jersey don't, Shore. Don't watch. Yeah. You don't like it. Don't watch it. End of story. Nobody's fucking forcing you to watch it. You don't like WWE? What the fuck you watching it for? Well, I'm just hoping it'll get better. All right, so wait for it to get better and then watch it. You know, you have every right to criticize certain things about it. We do our share of criticism. But the goods outweigh the the negatives. And unfortunately, when our clips show up on YouTube, you know, most of the clips that are posted is us usually, you know, criticizing something because who wants to click on a YouTube clip where all we did was praise something? Well, unless it deserves to be praised, like I would assume uh, Epic Sports will put up what we talked about with Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure, but of course, of course you'll have the people in the comments, oh, fuck him, but I'm sure that'll be plentiful. Mm-hmm. But then there'll be people who go, no, nah, I think it was a nice moment. Everyone's entitled to their opinion, like you said, DT. But you're right, people are going to talk shit and Sami Zayn and these wrestlers get frustrated because they know these people who write these stupid comments and these ridiculous shit-talking remarks are in a perpetual safe house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're never yeah. going to... They, they, they're nameless, faceless almost. Most of them use cartoons as pictures. They don't have anything real about themselves from the town that they're in, from a first name to last name. It's just a bunch of shit talkers. And I don't understand... I really don't get people who get off on stuff like that because really, what kind, what kind of man card do you have to do that? Or even female-wise, what... I, I don't really get that. I, I don't get... Oh, I love being a troll. I love doing this and that. That's pretty sad existence. You, you know what social media is? If, if I could describe it this way, this is, this is how I describe it. Mm. 
You ever watch Tom and Jerry when you were young? Yes. I watched this episode actually last week. Don't ask me why I was watching. No, I, I still watch it. I still watch Tom and Jerry. It's awesome. Hey. Remember the episode where Spike the dog was chained to the doghouse and Tom is making fun of Spike, you know, just uh, trying to bait him, harass him, and this is oh, and so that. Yeah, it's a classic. Yeah, course. and um, Spike is chained to the K, to the to the doghouse, so he can't. He can go, only go so far. He can only go so far. They made the, when Tom made the line that he couldn't yeah, cross that and line. Yeah, and Tom was making fun of him, and he's fucking yeah. around with him, and he made the line, and then all of a sudden, Spike was able to fucking cross the line. <laughs> and then Tom shut the fuck up, and he got his ass kicked. Basically, the internet is Tom, and, you know, unfortunately, everybody else is Spike. That's really yeah. what it is, and and all, that's that's all it is. They talk shit because they know if they were in the fucking hood, they get shot. If they were in my fucking neighborhood, they get fucking punched in the mouth, or them, or their fucking girlfriend would get punched in the mouth. See where where I come from, especially like the cardboard gangsters, even the real gangsters from yesteryear. You really want to torment someone that fucking did you wrong? You don't fucking beat him up. You don't fucking get other people to break his legs. You break the legs of somebody that they love. And then they realize that their fucking family members or their significant others are getting their ass kicked because of their actions. That's how you fucking do it. So all these people online, they fucking could instigate and instigate and instigate, and they know that nothing is going to fucking happen to them. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? They're going to get censored on Twitter? The fuck is that? You do that in real life and watch what happens. That's why, you know, like, I'll... You know, uh, I'll say shit online. I'm I'm guilty of fucking, you know, saying some nasty shit, but it's nothing I wouldn't say to somebody's face. Oh, exactly. I mean, I saw the other day, like Road Dog had posted something. Brian, um, you know, from WWE posted some opinion, and the way people talked to him, it was just like, oh fuck, go fuck yourself, right? I'm like. What what is that? Like I don't get that. He didn't say anything heinous or anything. Start with it, and just uh, someone who's a fan of the product goes on and talks to a guy like that. It's just like I, I like I said. It's almost like they're jerking themselves off. Like oh, I, I watch. I'm going to get a lot of reaction because I told Road Dog to go fuck himself. The, the, it's just there's no cause call for it, and I can see why some of the wrestlers have just given up on going on Twitter. Yeah. They don't even have Twitter anymore. Yeah. Um, I'm, you know, let's segue into something else because Road Dog actually spoke on this. I'm not going to get into the back and forth that he had with Joey Ryan about it. Mm-hmm. I guess because so many people talked about it, I and know it's and, yeah, and it's something that we have to give our opinion on. Um, I'm very curious to see what you have to say about it. For those that don't know, there was an indie wrestling event over the weekend. And there is a female wrestler by the name of Priscilla Kelly. And during her match, um, she actually took out a tampon that was inside her pants between her legs. And apparently the tampon was bloody. I don't know if it was real blood. I don't know if it was. No, so it was work. I don't know if it was magic mark. Okay. But the, the, the suspension of disbelief was that she took a tampon out from underneath her, you know, inside her pants and used it on her opponent. And the fucking internet went ballistic over it to the point where you got, you know, um, wrestlers talking about how, you know, this is, 
this is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. She shouldn't be in wrestling. This is fucking horrendous. I don't want to single out any particular wrestlers because so many people talked about it. But, you know, I found it, I will single out one person, Gail Kim. Mm-hmm. Because Gail Kim said that anybody who calls himself a pro wrestler yet defends that segment, um, it, it shouldn't even be in the business. All right. I think that's taking it a little bit too far, but I'm curious to know your opinion about the segment itself. I saw the segment. I saw the clip several times and Lord knows many people sent it to me, uh, but I had already seen it before I started getting it in my email. Um, you know, from what I understand and what came to be, because the first thing was, and I had the first thought in my head too, is there, is there kids there? No, it turned out to be, a 21 and up bar show with not a lot of people there, by the way. We dive, dive more attendance with local bands playing, to be honest with you. Maybe 100 or something, 200 people. Uh, it was a 21 and up show in a bar. Um, I don't, you know, and that was kind of her defense, uh, Priscilla, when she talked on, when she first spoke out on Twitter, when she said, her quote was, hey guys, you know, it's all fake. It's a 21 and up show at a bar. Can't take life so serious all the time. Call me what you will. And I'm like, oh, all right, but I think it just if it's a regardless of work or not, it's it's and it's not okay that she was saying, oh, it's okay, dicks are okay, but vaginas are disgusting. No, but that act itself of pulling something out of your vagina, whether you did or didn't, I'm gonna say you worked it. Of course, you didn't actually pull it out of your vagina. The assumption was you did, and there was blood on for tampon. It's just nasty. It's very disgusting. It's kind of low class. I don't think it's the same as cutting somebody gigging somebody with a, on a forehead with a cut or hitting somebody with a nail in a car in a board it's a different form of disgusting um I, I i thought it was tacky i kind of agreed with with jim ross it was an embarrassing kind of thing i know brian james had his thing but then he had a better interaction with her the other day when she's i found out the girl's donating she's doing a shirt and donating it to women uh women's shelters or something like that so there was something good that came out of this uh an end story but i think initially i i don't that i've never seen but and to be honest with you dt We've been watching wrestling for 40 years and seen a lot of these hardcore shows, CZW, all these crazy things, all these different shows, get clips all the time of shoot things going on in the ring, people throwing concrete blocks at people's head. Mm-hmm. I have never seen anything like that before. Isn't that interesting? Like, wow. I, I would never think wow. anything like that would happen before, DT. I've never seen anything well, like that before. My honest opinion about it, I had no problem with it. Really? I'll tell you why I had no problem with it. I thought you have a problem with gross female hygiene. Well, l- let me tell you why I had no problem with it. Mm-hmm. Because she, it wasn't real blood. Right. Okay. I don't. I didn't know for sure if it was real blood or not. I thought, you know, that there's no way it should be because just hygiene-wise, if it was real blood, then I would have just been in a total outrage over it. Like, that's just, you know. Nasty, it's, nasty. It's, it's not just nasty, but it's not sanitary, and you could get sick from that. All right, taking the blood from, you know, a period and putting it in someone's mouth, it, you could go to jail for that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's oh, just, yeah, it's, oh, yeah. I mean, you but, don't know what you, uh, yeah, exactly. You could get uh, hepatitis, right, HIV. Yeah. Right, but the reason why I had no problem with it is because of this. I guess people- if you, if you, So you're saying if you didn't, if it wasn't, she's saying, and I have the quote here from her, if this is, this is what it says, it was all fake, well, what she did, from where she took it out of to the blood. Well, he, she said it was fake. Here's, here's why I don't have a problem with it. Right. Uh, there was several points 
when Mick Foley used to take out Mr. Sacco from the middle of his pants and the commentary would make it appear as if he was pulling it out from his from inside his underwear. And I could give you one example right off the bat when he gave Mr. Sacco the Valvinus. All right, that's number one. Number two, we saw a segment on WWE television where a wrestler fed another wrestler a grounded up dog. All right, I'm sorry. Feeding someone a well, ground... Well, it wasn't Pepper itself. It, I mean, I remember... No, 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 I'm talking storyline. It, it, right, right, right. it was a grounded up dog. I don't remember Jim Cornette and others having an absolute uproar over it because feeding someone a fucking dog, all right? Yeah, it's not maybe as unsanitary as as fucking crotch blood, but I'll, yeah, I'll give you another one. I right, mistake. No, well, yeah, well, <laughs> I, I actually. This is what I like about doing a history show because I relive a lot of this stuff and then I remember that you know I talked about it. I'll give you another one. Um, wasn't too long ago where we had Dolph Ziggler and AJ Lee in the ring and John Cena dumped shit on them. There wasn't a t- not too long ago where D-Generation X dumped, I think, shit on what, the Spirit Squad or uh, something Spirit like that? Squad so and, you, had, yeah, you, had, you had shit being dumped on people. Not real, but you had shit being dumped on people. You had dogs being fed to people. You had a sock being pulled out from someone's sweaty groin. All right, and you're telling me that, you know, a tampon is fucking that much worse? They uh, all shouldn't have taken place. But I agree ter- with you. I think, I, I just think, again, it's never been done, and I think it was a place that people didn't want to go. Oh, I think it was so done before. Speak. I think it was done before. I, I don't recall that. Anybody well, in the chat room ever seen a tampon well, used in a he, match? Here's the thing. Lowlife was- Louis Ramos, I love mm-hmm. that guy to death. Can't tell you how many times. Look, the match where I stapled his ass, I shoved the pen up his ass, and, and then I, then I threw it into the crowd. No, but you didn't really shove. I shoved. Well, no, but, but but again, she didn't really do tampon. It wasn't real blood. It's We're gonna start br- confusing the audience, the, the listeners, that, that you didn't really shove a pen up his no, ass. No, but it, but I, it, it, if you look at the video, it looks like I really shoved it up well, his I've ass. I seen the video. Yeah, I, I smelled know, it. Saying. And then I threw it into the crowd. And you saw people diving out of the way because they didn't want a fucking shit-covered pen hit them. <laughs> in that same match, he put a fucking used dildo in somebody's mouth. All right? Stuff like this has happened on in the indies in the past. The difference is, is back then, you didn't have people with camera phones that recorded every little... There was no Twitter. Di- di- there, was no there was no Twitter. There was no Facebook. And not only that, at that time, you didn't fucking go in a frenzy over every little thing you saw online. Again, you go back on it, people were fed dogs, people had shit thrown on them, you had people fucking pulling things out of their pants, you got fucking, come on, there's so, there's so much offensive stuff being done in wrestling with people grabbing people's dicks and fucking doing, you know, come on, yes, it was totally- I'm against that too, the Jerry Ryan stuff is fucking stupid, I, I mean, we look, all talked look, about that, yeah. every example, that, and I could have come up with five, ten more examples- all right, but my point is, is all the examples I gave, none of them should have happened in the first place. Right. All right, the slop bucket with the fucking Godwins. And they used to try to like, my God, could you imagine what's in that slop bucket? Fucking, you had Tommy Dreamer fucking, what was he drinking uh, fucking uh, The vom- Undertaker's uh, to be, to be, uh, chewing tobacco. Spray. Yeah, I mean, come on. Seriously, there's been so much offensive stuff in wrestling over the years. 
Don't cherry pick stuff like that. The, 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 the suspension of disbelief of it being a bloody tampon, that is fucking gross. It is unsanitary. And again, it could be in the level of being criminal, but it mm-hmm. wasn't real. And if you fucking can't stand it, she did it because she wanted to be totally outrageous, like you said, in a 21 and over bar. Mm-hmm. And for all these little fucking, you know, spineless, mateless simpletons that are just having their balls in a bunch over this, you know, I'm sorry. There's about 20 examples over the years that, you know, maybe aren't as unsanitary, but are disgusting also. And, you know, if you're going to complain about one, complain about them all. Well, I think you know what it was, too, and it's interesting. I think because the women are now put on such a high pedestal, they're dominating, and I'm not being sarcastic, the WWE, they're putting on the best matches, possibly headlining WrestleMania on this high-level profile. Uh, You know, is that setting women back, DT, doing something disgusting like that or doing something low-rent like that? Can you see why Tessa Blanchard and people like that, not only Gail Kim, but a lot of women came out and blasted this girl? Um, can you can you see them saying, "Listen, we're putting on great matches. No, you got to no. do you got to you got to do something like that. No. That's your that's your gimmick." No, I, I I don't think any of those women should have called her out on it because no, they did, they did. They, I don't think they should have, and I'll tell you why. That she has to go along with this big women's movement. I'm sorry, women are not being held back. I mean, you've had Shimmer, WSU, and you've had other feds. You've had promotions that have featured women. Oh no, no. no. No, no, I'm sorry to cut you off, but this is a good debate. I'm not saying that they're being held back. They're saying that we're getting ahead of the game now, and that her doing a low rent thing like that. What does that mean? Get ahead of them? How does it set them back? Because they're getting by on their wrestling town and not having to do stupid. So what? Wait, 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 wait. But wrestling is entertainment. All right, this was Hulk Hogan a technical wrestler? You know, not everybody has to be a fucking technical wrestler and have fucking four-star, five-star matches where fans go, this is awesome. It's entertainment. There are different forms of entertainment. There is hardcore wrestling. There is women's wrestling. There is uh, fucking bra and panties matches. There are fucking jello matches. There's, There's fucking, there's all different forms of wrestling. And just because Tessa Blanchard has this one form of entertainment, which she's very good in, I'm not criticizing her, just because someone else wants to do a different form of the same entertainment, sorry, this woman, Priscilla, doesn't have to conform to your standards because you may not get a booking or you may not get a push or God forbid, maybe this fucking Priscilla is so outrageous and so fucking out there that maybe she may get some extra bookings over it. No, I don't think this woman, again, I don't, I don't think any of these segments should have been done. But who the fuck is anyone else? You have to go by what we do today because we're going further and we're giving a movement. This fucking movement? I'm sorry. I treat everybody equal. All right. Why is it? It's funny because you hear, you know, you got this this uh, Elizabeth Warren that might run for president. Oh, and she, and the, the Internet was in an outrage because they were saying people were saying, wow, she may not you know, get as much attention because she's a woman and, you know, might get the Hillary treatment. People are like, well, why can't she be on her own merits? That she, you know, she, why does it have why does the woman card have to be brought up? So in one sense, you want to be treated like everybody else. But then in the other sense, hey, I am woman. I am woman. I am a woman. Keep, keep I, your tampons in. Yeah, how's about this, Tessa Blanchard? You get booked because you're a good wrestler, not because you are a woman. 
You know, it's the. Well, the, she's not the only one. It was a bunch of. Well, them. that's why I didn't. That's yelling. why I said in the beginning I didn't want to single any specific wrestler out because then you get caught in something like this. Well, yeah, exactly. I, but let's just chalk it up. It, it wasn't the most, you know, classy thing to do. Even it as wasn't a warrior, classy. It wasn't meant to be classy. It was meant to be disgusting and outrageous. And it, she, it, it she was. succeeded. And I don't really, you know, now I guess she's her name is on the on the map, so to speak. I mean, she was in the May Young Classic last year. You know, which way do you want it, women? Do you want to have equal time? <laughs> do, do you want seriously? Do you want to be judged because you're a great wrestler and not because of your gender? But then when something doesn't go your way. I am a woman. I am a woman, damn it. I'm a woman. You're setting us back. You're holding us back. Can you see? We're trying to make we're trying to make history here. We're trying to what the fuck are you talking about? And you're being a nasty bitch. Exactly. You I know, mean, that's, I, I, that's, I kept seeing on the internet all, I think they felt embarrassed by her DT. I kept seeing all over the internet. Alexa Bliss, make it fucking history. The first woman to do a talk show segment on WWE. Oh God, and I'm saying please. to myself. Yeah, I know it was the drizzling shits, but <clears throat> Missy's Manor. <clears throat> Missy's Manor. Yeah, yeah Missy and Missy's Manor. Come on, yeah, seriously. Sure. You know, stop with this fucking, yo, we're making history. We're making a movement. Nobody's fucking holding you back. Nobody's fucking got chains around your neck and you you only do you only do fucking leather and lace matches and you do this. You don't fucking like what a promoter wants you to do. Fucking out the promoter online. Don't fucking take the booking. Take somebody else instead. Write a blog about that particular. I don't hear anybody fucking writing shit like that. It's funny because back in the day, I remember Chris Candido, God rest his soul, telling mm. us about a promoter in Boston, Massachusetts, that used to fucking offer wrestlers pay by giving them fucking cocaine. Would say, yeah. hey, how's about a couple, an eight ball or two, and I give you cocaine. He, he used to pay wrestlers with drugs. And I'm saying to myself, wow, back in the day, they, I mean, that's how they treated some people. And the women got treated like shit. But you didn't have small social, social media to act out on that. But you have a fucking platform. But if you turn around and you don't like a particular way something is being, then you speak out on it. You don't take a booking or you just fucking avoid that in the future. But I'm sorry, this wrestler, although it was disgusting and outrageous, I'm not comparing a bloody tampon that is very unsanitary to fucking Joey Ryan and his fucking dick plex. My point is, the reason why he does the dick plex is because it's outrageous. It right. is something that is just totally out there. It's not believable in the world of pro wrestling. A fucking Papa Shango wasn't believable. No. All right? So if Papa Shango really didn't fucking do spells, I'm supposed to believe that a fucking <laughs> dick is going to flip me upside down? But some people find spells. that funny. He does it to get a buzz and to get attention. This woman did it to be outrageous. Yes, right. it was unsanitary. Yes, it was inappropriate. But again, there are forms of wrestling that are inappropriate. I remember Skinhead Ivan. Skinhead Ivan, if anybody out there wants to look up wrestling in USA Pro, look up Skinhead Ivan. The motherfucker just did the tribute show with the Mass Maniac not too long ago. That guy used to come out with a fucking gas mask like Dean Ambrose. The only difference was he fucking played a Nazi gimmick and he would fucking curse out every black fan that was in attendance at a USA Pro Wrestling show. And you know what would happen after? After the show was over, we would all go to Georgia Diner and eat and fucking have a good laugh out of it. And you'd see black kids and black adults that were at the show would go up to him and be like, man, you fucking pissed me the fuck off tonight. I wanted to beat the shit. But man, uh, it was, it was, they, they knew it, it was fucking offensive. 
but they knew yeah. that it was just a gimmick. It, look, it's a disgusting gimmick. But my point is, is that, you know, there are different forms of wrestling. Not everything is going to conform your way. You see fucking people. There's a, a thing on the internet right now where the wrestler picked up the other wrestler and he started rocking him like a baby and the <laughs> fucking wrestler fell asleep in his arms. That's and funny, it, though. And no, dude, that's funny. It's funny. It's stupid. But <laughs> it's stupid. But it's a different funny. form of wrestling entertainment. If you enjoy that. Look, when I did fucking VPW Pro Wrestling, fucking Grim Reefer, had a, a, a little pug, all right? And the pug was the cutest fucking dog around. And what ha here's a little story. And what happened was we did an event for v VPW. I have it on video. And we brought the pug out. And when we played the entrance music, all I did was I took the pug's head and I put it through the curtain. And all the fans saw was the dog's head and everybody popped for it. There was a wrestler, I, don't, I think it was Sabotage, accidentally dropped the pug on his head. And the dog, the dog was like a little bit shaken up from it. And the crowd, there was little kids that started crying, thought the pug got hurt. The pug was fine. During the night, we brought the dog back out again. And what I did was I took the dog and I did, you know when X-Pox used to do the Bronco Buster in the corner? Yeah. I took the pug and I took the pug's body and I did the Bronco Buster. The pug did it on Sabotage's head. It, the pug's balls oh, really? were in oh, Sabot God. Sabotage's mouth. Everybody laughed. Everybody got a kick out of it. It was just a spur of the moment way that the dog got his revenge on fucking Sabotage. The pug is doing a Bronco Buster. It was stupid. Oh, it was dumb. But it's a form of wrestling entertainment that people oh, got to kick and out. And I do of. like some stuff like that. I mean, I do. It's, 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 it's you know, it, that's part of entertainment. I it's, agree. It's not that wrestling is just PG and comedy. And if it doesn't go that way, then it's got to be five star, you know, outstanding performance. Anything other than that, you don't, ha you don't have a right to be in the business. Fuck you and your fucking, you know, your social. That's, that's ridiculous. Everybody out there, you had a right to be offended by it. It was probably something that shouldn't have been done in this day and age. But my God, you all fucking were silent when all these other examples happened on TV. Shit being put in fucking people's faces, people pissing in people's coffees. You know, it would have been, didn't William Regal drink fucking tea and it was urine in it and he fucking, he tasted it and he looked like, well, this, this doesn't taste right. Oh, it actually <laughs> tastes pretty good. And he continued drinking it. How the fuck nah. is that not offensive? He peed in somebody's tea. So no, please, stop, right. spam me. Now that we're on this show and we're talking about it, you kind of, I knew there was examples of it, but now talking about it, it's almost like there's hundreds of examples. There's actually. tons, there's tons. It's just that people want the selective outrage and that's why, look, that's why we're on Pandora and everyone else is not. There you go. I'm not, I'm not saying it'd be a smug asshole here. Yeah, I am a little bit, but that's the <laughs> thing. Everybody, their answer is, Fucked up, outraged, disgusting, has no business being in wrestling. Ooh, I got 45 likes. Ah, cool. And maybe yeah. I could do a YouTube clip out of it. No, the difference to us is that we actually think about it, look at yesteryear, look at history, look at this, look at any overall aspect, think, think about other forms of entertainment. I don't like fucking Joey Ryan's penis plex at all. I can't stand the fucking wrestler falling asleep in the guy's arms. I can't stand <laughs> any of that shit. This is funny, all right. Yeah. But. I, you know what? It's a form of wrestling. If you like it, fine. I fucking hated Santino with the Cobra thing. I fucking despised it even more when Santino was with the Cobra and it looked like that the Cobra was possessed and he couldn't move. He couldn't control his arm. I wanted yeah. to break that goddamn arm. 
I seriously, I wanted him to fucking fall and like, uh, who was the chicken glow at the time? Susie Spirit. I wanted that yeah. to happen to his arm. I, anybody out there, go on YouTube, type in Susie Spirit. Uh, just look at what happened to her in Glow. I wanted that to happen to Santino Morella. All right, but it's a form of entertainment, and if some people like it, you know, I totally respect that. But, you know, unfortunately, wrestling can be offensive also. And just because you're offended by it doesn't mean that that person should have a right to make a living. Just opinion. There you go. Want to shout out our associate producers and sponsors, Tygsy Bowers, Matthew, uh, again, Michael John Buchanan, uh, Joseph uh, Nikoluk, Stell, Rob from Nashville, John Krauser, Tony, Michael Rhino, Bad Boy Nico, Paul Convoy, Daniel Williams, Dan Ains Valdez, Justin Rebstock, John Miller, Buck Redmond, John Steck, John Coffey, Andrew914, Zach Spoonamori, Jerry Stewart, Magic Johnson, Paul Woods Jr., Rich Maharg, Adam Demoy, Diogo Nobre, Johnny Marin, Michael Westfall, Brandon Foley, Vilnius Havoc, Courtney Summers, Chuck Lentz, Billy Taylor, Nico Time, Hassan Hashmi, Brent Webster, Aaron Kloss, Aaron Walker, Out Nahia, Anthony Smith, James Grusom, Mark Israel, Jeffrey Collins, Tim Everhart, Bob O'Mac, Lucia Dalban, Mandingo Chamberlain, Josh Wilson, Jason Pratt, Scott Woodford, CJ Uihara, Cress, James Deal, Donald J. Trump, Russell Zavala, Merle Coombs Jr., Douglas McKay, Anna, I don't give a shit about your kids, Banana, Julian LeBlanc, Brandon Rice, Carl Buteau, a.k.a. Cheese and Rice, Spider Lewin, the Metaphysic Fox, Rob McKay, Brian Byrne, Daniel Warren, and Michael Cuomo. And just uh, again for our patrons, when um, we will post an update uh, Tuesday as far as us going live tomorrow. I think we're going to do just for tomorrow, similar to what we did with the Breakfast Soup Live with Mish and I. We're going to do the same tomorrow as we're setting up. We haven't decided if we're going to go to Discord route or go to Google Hangouts. We're trying a couple of different things. We're experimenting with it. But uh, we do have, you know, easy ways of getting everybody together. And for those on Patreon that ask that even if you cannot tune in live tomorrow to hear the, you know, the, the extra show uh, it will be recorded and it will be posted on Patreon. So if you can't tune in live, it's not that fuck. I missed it. I won't get a chance to hear it. It will be available for everyone. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, for those interested, Christian will be hosting a new TV series on the History Channel. Yes. It's called Nightfall and it's like an armored combat competition. You know, it's like Fight Club. Some people called it medieval MMA. You know, everything is a tournament competition now. It's a full contact at Armored Combat League. Yeah. And uh, I think, what do they get? Um, the winner walks away with a championship title, $10,000 on a spot in the season finale for a chance to become the first ever night fight champion. <laughs> so, I mean, that's good, good for yeah, Christian. You know, I think yeah. he'd be a good host. Yeah, I, sure. I like Christian. I'm going to I'm gonna check it out because of Christian, actually. You know what? I mean, when they called him Captain Charisma, he really does have charisma. I mean, yeah, it wasn't on the level of Edge, but he's very soft-spoken. He's very likable. He's very down-to-earth. Very friendly from people I've talked to over the yes. years that have interacted with him. So, good. I'm really happy that he got this gig. It sounds interesting. It really does. I'm a little sick and tired of all these fucking combat competitions. You know, after Survivor, there was so many, you know... Now, you, 
they have everything. Everything is like an island or a competition or something with physicality. Yeah. My favorite one of all time was Joe Schmo. Joe, oh, I, was it Joe Schmo? Joe Schmo was on Spike TV. It was oh, I remember when, that. Yeah, yeah. It was when WWF, I think, first went to Spike TV, and it was a reality show, but he wasn't in a reality show or something. All I remember is him going, what is going on? Mm-hmm. Like he thought he won a reality show, but he wasn't in a reality show. Like it was all fake or something. It was just the stupidest reality show, but I liked it. I don't know. There's just something I like about fucking the mentally deranged getting, you know, owned like that. <laughs> Seriously. Well, you've always been, you've always been a big supporter of the mentally deranged. I, I have not. See, I see. I, I'm trying to adapt with the times, oh, you know, I, I wish I would have recorded a little bit more of my father yesterday. I just posted a little. I, I was, saw that clip. That was pretty good. I was so mad because what happened was I got a new phone for Christmas. Somebody, right. somebody gave me a phone. And um, I didn't activate the privacy settings the right way. So when I went into Twitter, it would not access my camera. So they wished him a happy birthday. They had the, the candles, the cake and everything. And it was really cool because they had all these Italian, like, uh, you know, Guido, like 70, 80-year-olds that owned the restaurant. They all came over and they're all singing. Yeah. And, uh, and I wanted to record it. And every right. time I went into Twitter, I wouldn't see the live button. I'm like, fuck, I'm missing the opportunity. So they blew out the candles. And then all of a sudden, I realized I didn't have my camera enabled. So I enabled yeah. it. Now everybody's eating the fucking cake. And if you saw my dish, I, I had my cake still there and it was melting. Yeah. But if I would have kept that clip a little bit further, it was funny because my father was saying, he's like, look, you know, in 2019, you got to adapt with the times. You know, you fucking... You know, just talk about someone being gay or something. You go go to jail for that. He's talking. He's just saying in general, like you have to uh, evolve with the times. You can't just stick to you know a certain way about yourself. And me with my verbiage, I'm trying to adapt with the times as well because there's a lot of things. Even mission, I were talking about on breakfast soup. I think last episode, you go back five six years, and things are different. It's very different now. By the way, how was the food at that place? It was pretty good. It was pretty yeah, look, good. I was I was laughing at your mom and then your girlfriend were hiding their faces. Yeah, they would not show their faces, so <laughs> they would not. But um, no, it was nice. I was just mad because the, the, the cake thing was funny because if I would have recorded them singing it, it was just, it looked like five or six, like, unemployed gangsters that got a job just singing happy birthday in a restaurant I wanted to record it so bad and I fucking, my phone wouldn't, it wouldn't access, it wouldn't go live. And then by the time I got, finally got it live, everybody's already eating the cake and stuff like that. So was that in Queens or Brooklyn? It was Queens. It was Mateo's, Mateo's Italian restaurant. Oh, okay. We were going to go to Bruno's and Solo Monster actually has been to Bruno's. Solo Monster one time he was looking, he was asking if anybody could recommend a restaurant you know, my neck of the woods. And I told him, hey, check out Bruno's in Howard Beach. I'm pretty sure he went because of my recommendation. Nice. And he had a great time there. So, and uh, Solo Monster is Jewish. And you would think in Howard Beach with an Italian restaurant, you know, maybe they don't like his kind in there. But no, it, con- <laughs> contrary to that, these restaurants, everybody's welcome. Yesterday, there was black, white, straight, gay. It did, didn't matter. I mean, it's just everybody having a great time. As long as no one's pulling tampons out, that's all. No, no, that would have been funny, though. Uh, DT, 
Did yeah. you get to see, probably didn't see the, I didn't see the whole pay for you either, but I saw highlights of it. Did you get to see any of Homecoming from Impact? No, I didn't see it yet. I'm going to watch it tomorrow. I uh, seen too. little clips of uh, Killer Cross, which apparently got a nice buzz. I yeah, mean, see, uh, he took, uh, he, he powerbombed uh, Taya into the crowd. I thought it was funny because she comfortably like landed in everybody's arms she, and yeah, people are did. writing online, freaking <laughs> outrageous, unbelievable. <laughs> and I'm saying to myself, Wow, she like landed so comfortably. Like that, that, that reminded me of like, you know, you, you jump into like a mosh pit or something like that. She landed so comfortable. She could have landed on a mattress and felt the same way. He but did, yeah. It looked if good. People don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, Cross picked her up for a, a power bomb and uh, launched her into about, what would you say, six to eight guys, do you think? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, something like that. And they all fell down, and they protected her pretty good. Yeah, she was completely But, but it, it was a cool spot from Cross, and it's helping get him even more on the map. I think uh, we talked about 2019 is going to be a big year for Killer. Um, and also return last night of one of uh, our faves here on the show, Rosemary, came back. Yeah. Uh, they showed a clip of her. Um, she was out for a pretty long time with an ACL injury. Mm -hmm. Kept her out for most of 2018. Yep. Um, I I'll be honest, and I love Rosemary. This is not taking a shot or anything. She looked a little bit bigger when she came back. She's a thick girl in general. But like I said, when she first came out, I'm like, is that Rosemary? And yeah, Rosemary came out of this casket thing that, uh, uh, that you know, the minions there for what's her name, Sue Young. Uh, and you know, Kira Hogan was going back up the the ramp, and they, uh, that you know, Allie turned bad now, evil Al, dark Allie, they call her. And uh, Rosemary tried to get her back, and it's a whole thing now, very Undertaker ish, like uh, Ministry of Darkness days. But it was cool to see her back crowd pop pretty big for her. Uh, then the other highlight would be uh, Taya taking the belt from uh, Tessa Blanchard. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it by Wednesday. I'm gonna talk about it on Breakfast Soup a little bit, but. I have uh, def definitely set to, to, to listen. I mean, just because of New Year's and being sick. Yeah, same same with me. And, it was very, I, I wanted to see. I'm going to watch the whole thing, and I'll talk about the same thing on Chronicles. Yeah. Uh, or Dark Chronicles, excuse me, on Thursday with Trez. But uh, it looked like a good pay-per-view, and I like Impact. I, I, I've i been watching it, mostly because Killer Cross is on, and he's become tight with the show. So I've been watching. I'm really into his character, and I like Rosemary. So there's a couple of wrestlers there I really like. So I've been pretty faithful watching it. Uh, DT, what about the announcement that I'm not too crazy about that uh, Impact Wrestling announces now a weekly show it's going to air on Twitch? Did you see that? Yeah, it's going to start. Um, I'm trying to remember that. I think Jan uh, yes, January, January 11, 10 o'clock. Mm -hmm. You know, it's Fridays. I mean, yeah, you yeah, know, it's it's not available on Spectrum. You know, yeah. I, look, I understand that you know, Anthem owns Pursuit or whatever it is, but that is a major step backwards. It is, it is. You know, I, I don't care. The fact that you don't have it on Spectrum, let me put it this way. You know, Pursuit Channel is about outdoors and man sports and stuff like that. Forget Impact Wrestling for a minute. The fact that all of those outdoor man stuff that's on that channel wasn't enough to get you on Spectrum or something else, that tells me how... Uh, lackluster that channel is. Adding yeah. Impact Wrestling to it might make it a little more appealing, but the, f the fact in 2019 you can't get your ass on a fucking cable network like Spectrum, that's alarming. And offering it on Twitch is nice for everyone that doesn't have access 
uh, when it airs during, you know, its normal time slot. But again, Fridays at 10 o'clock at night is mm. like a really horrendous time. Why yeah, would you it's choose? no good for me. I can't say it. No, why would, no way I'll be able to say it. Why would they choose oh. that day and time? I mean, it's Twitch. You could fucking choose... You know, a lot of other options. I don't. Right, that's what I don't understand, DT. Why would they do that? I don't know why they chose that day of time. I, I don't get it. I honestly, for the life of me, don't understand that. I could see if it was the cable network and the cable network's like, look, this is the only time slot we got, but we're talking about Twitch. You know what I mean? They, they have a million different options. And yeah, I agree with Mish. They get, you know, a million viewers at any given time. But, mm. but why... Would you choose Friday at 10 p.m.? I mean, I know they're going to be more like risque because they said that they're going to be. A little oh, they're more talking risque. about. Yeah, they're, they're Scarlett so, Bordeaux getting a big role on the, the new show. So yeah. maybe this is targeted to the mateless social media simpletons <laughs> that don't have a date on Friday night. And it's 10 p.m. And while everybody is out, you know, at a club or out to dinner or partying with friends, you're home by yourself. It's 10 o'clock at night. It's Friday night. And, oh, you know, okay. maybe that's the time where, you know, you might, uh, you know, enjoy a little Scarlett <laughs> Boutot on Twitch. So I think that's what I think that's the target oh, demo God. demographic. The jail yeah. red crowd. Yeah. The, oh, the lonely people on Friday night that don't have a date. So maybe they'll settle for Scarlett Bordeaux, a tissue in a hand. Oh God! I'm oh, dead God. serious. I, I honestly, why else would you choose Friday nights at ten o'clock? That's usually where TV shows go to die. To yeah. be honest with you, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, I was talking about this online earlier. I was thinking about it over the weekend. I'm not saying it's going to happen. As a human being, I would get a kick out of it. As a wrestling fan, I probably wouldn't like it. I'm not saying that the guy would return, even on a part-time basis. <laughs> Mm -hmm. But I was just thinking, you think there's any, well, what would you react or you think there's any chance that Roman Reigns could be a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble? I think he could be a surprise at WrestleMania. I don't think he's ready to come. I, I think it's too soon. I think it'd be crazy. I, I, it's, I mean, anything's possible, but I don't think so. Oh, I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to happen either. But I was thinking about it over the weekend. I was like, you know, if you look over the years, um, you know, Cena came back so many months early from the injury. We just passed the anniversary of Triple H when he made the return from at Madison Square Garden from the quad tear. You know, it's like you have wrestlers that come back extremely early and it's unexpected and it's like, oh my God, you know, he was supposed to be out. I'm just saying, how cool would that be if Roman Reigns, just as a human being, I mean, yeah. as a wrestling yeah, yeah. fan... You know, take your time, Roman. Spend time with your kids. Get better. You know, have fun. You know, play fantasy football or go back to. And I and I mean that jokingly. I mean, I want to see the guy better. I don't know if I want him back too much as a wrestling fan. As a human being, I would love to see him back. Um, right. Wouldn't that be something if he was a surprise entrant in a world? Oh, I think the crowd would go crazy. I think they would really go nuts. I think it would be pretty emotional. Um I haven't heard much about him. I don't know. Uh, you know, I haven't really seen anybody post anything. It's been on the QT since he made an appearance at that football game about two months ago. I haven't, haven't heard or seen any hide no, hide no hair of him. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Backstage today, we had all the uh, prospects that are coming to Raw. 
EC3 heavy machinery, Lacey Evan, uh, Lars Sullivan. They were also, they were all backstage. None of them were on TV today. I would have mm. loved to have seen Lars get into it with Brock and Braun Strowman. Yeah, I, think, I think that would have truly like shake the shake things up a little bit, but we got none of them today. All we got was a promo, a vignette. Uh, seems the same one every week for the last three weeks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they they they're see the problem is they're bringing in several people together. So if this was like one person coming in, we'd probably have different vignettes every week. Like I remember the Muhammad Hassan vignettes and even, yeah, course, even yeah. the Steve Regal man's man segments. Like you would have different ones every week. But now when you have, you know, five different people coming in, you know, we got to do a segment that involves five different people. So, you know, they have to keep airing the same thing over and over again. DT, mo mo most likely to debut at the Royal Rumble or in the Royal Rumble, EC3 or Lars Sullivan? I think they'll both be in the Royal Rumble. Think so? Why not? Well, we, I would say one would be in the Royal Rumble and another one would debut the next night on the big Raw after uh, 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 Rumble. I don't know if the night after the Royal Rumble is, is, you know what I mean? Like WWE never shows highlights of the night after the Royal Rumble. It's always the night after WrestleMania. So I don't think... It's that much of a focus. Plus, the 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 night after is be officially begins the road to WrestleMania. Well, that's what I mean. There could be a debut or something like that. It could be. It could be. I mean, uh, for now, I think it would be great to just see him show up at the Royal Rumble and eliminate like the Zack Ryder's, the Mojo Rawleys, the Titus O'Neils, you know, people like that, and you know, be impressive. Well, DT, what do you think about one of them, especially being Lars Sullivan? I truly believe that Ron Killings will not be in the Royal Rumble. They'll take him out. Uh, the number 30 thing is not even going to happen for him, and it'll wind up being Lars Sullivan. That's my it's opinion. It's possible. It's possible. Yeah. Maybe he gets attacked backstage. Well, yeah, he beats down Ron Killings, and then he takes number 30 you know what? or something like that. Dana Brooke? There, there Brooke, you know, Brooke. you said you wanted to come out there no matter what. You want to really make a fucking <laughs> renegade statement, fucking knock out, knock the fuck out of Ron, Ron Killings and show up in the man's Royal Rumble. Well, they have their own Royal Rumble, DT. Lacey Evans could give the that woman's right, the woman's right hand, knock somebody out. Yeah. Her and uh, Dana Brooke can team up and uh, get in the women's Royal Rumble. Hey, what do you think about the fact that Sasha Banks now likely will not be in a Royal Rumble match and I she ain't defeating fucking Ronda Rousey? <laughs> no, she's not, but I like to see it. I mean, She's a good wrestler. I have my issues with her personality, but I think she's, you know, a great competitor. Uh, it wasn't a good match tonight. A lot of people poo-pooed, as you like to say, on the match tonight. All I across the, the boards. Well, a lot of people were saying it was a shit match. I thought the match with Nia Jax was good. I didn't think it was too bad either, but for some reason, I mean, if you, uh, everyone seems to be pissing all over it. Um, and that botch they're blaming Nia Jax for, because she was supposed to go over with the head scissor and wound up, Sasha Banks wound up falling onto the mat by herself. Well, that's I think why. She's supposed to take the, she was supposed to take Nia down on that one. That's why you don't do a move like that to a 300. Yeah, that was dangerous. Uh, I, I thought uh, she might have hurt her neck on that one. See, that's the thing people don't understand too. Just science. You know, when you see certain women trying to do some moves and they're 105 pounds or 110 pounds, and and the normal size wrestler that executes said move is 210 pounds, 220 and Naya, pounds. And Naya tonight admitted she was 300 pounds. Yeah, and 300 yeah. pounds in five ounces or five tenths yeah. of an ounce or five hundredths of an ounce. But By the way, she was announced at 240 a couple of pay-per-views ago. 260 the last one and now she declared 300 oh so she's point. doing the Andre the Giant thing soon she'll be, <laughs> yeah, soon she she'll be 515 pounds hmm? 
And then she'll get body slammed, and uh, you know Hogan will say he body slammed her. Oh, God. But she couldn't. Uh, the momentum was not going to take her over, and that could have been disastrous for Sasha Banks had she landed the wrong way on her head. She never did that move in the first place. Bad move. Um, speaking of women, uh, Victoria announced that 2019 will, in fact, be her last year. Uh, yes. Yeah, she's getting up there in age as far as an active wrestler goes. And uh, for your 47. Fan, yeah, and your fans of Japanese wrestling, Takashi Izuka is going to be retiring next month. February 21st, Korkon Hall is going to be his last match. They haven't announced an opponent yet. I will be talking about Wrestle Kingdom 13 later on in the week. So that that is on my agenda to watch as well. I definitely want to check that out. Um, other than that, uh, I don't know. I I wanted to talk about something. I don't know if we should. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we can. I I, I just, you know, it, it's a fucked up situation. She's going to be wrestling for NXT TakeOver UK's events very shortly. She's going to be fighting for the NXT UK Women's Championship. And I kind of feel bad. Well, I do feel bad for her, but I don't know if you heard about the controversy. Tony Storm. Tony Storm, you know, she's got some nude photos and a very brief, very sexy video clip. I haven't watched any of them, to be honest with you. Not that you know, because she's blonde, because everybody knows that I'm a brunette type of guy, but no. I just haven't had the time. And honestly, I saw the photos when you, when you're on porn, com all the time, mm. you know, somebody telling me, Oh my God, did you see Tony storm as a nude? I'm like, you know, kind of honestly, you know, it's kind of like laid back and it's, you know, it doesn't, you know, bur- burst my bubble anymore. You know, there's just. No, not to me. Someone sent it to me. Like I opened up my emails like, hey, it's Tony. So it's like, what do you think about her. that? Are you going to talk about it on the show? So I got it sent to me. She deleted her social media accounts. She right. blocked a ton of people yeah. that were writing about it online. I mean, uh, I, I thought it was cool to see a lot of women in WWE, especially Paige. Because mm-hmm. Paige, we know what is, you know, leaked out on her, with her videos. I mean, and she's really like in the corner of Tony Storm telling her to stay strong. I got news for you. It wouldn't surprise me. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it wouldn't surprise me for WWE to like show a lot of support for Tony Storm that they put the belt on her just as a sign of support. Like, look, we're not going to hold you back because this happened or whatever. But again, there's another case where. You know, stuff was sent to the cloud and, you know, somebody hacked it. You know, I, I just, I'm just surprised that people are still being hacked after all of the things that were being leaked out, you know, yeah. in, in the past. I just, I I don't get it. I mean, I know I have no photos or videos like that. Thank God I wouldn't want to get anybody sick or nauseous. <laughs> Honestly, I think people probably get a little more nauseous than that than getting a bloody tampon in their mouth, but... I just, I, but I know for a fact that all my photos that I have taken with my phone for the last 10, 15 years, it only gets backed up to my computer and it goes to one source of the cloud. I just don't understand when you become famous or you become like semi-famous or even not famous at all, but you're in the entertainment business, sports (laughs) business. It's like, how do you, why do you need like multiple cloud accounts? Like I don't get why if you have like an iPhone and you pay Microsoft for the cloud account, why wouldn't you just 
like totally change a password or make it so difficult the password or better yet take the fucking videos and photos out of the cloud if you really want to save them for some reason put it in your home computer password protect the folder so it can't be hacked for the most part you know and fucking label the folder something like you know cat photos or you know what i'm saying like or grandma's 50th or so. so somebody even got hold of that folder and it's got a password on it I care about seeing her 50th, your grandmother's 50th birthday. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't understand how it ends up being that you lose control of your photos and videos and somebody hacks it. People don't think. I think, you know, it's a can't happen to me mentality. You know, it always happens to the other guy. It can't happen to me. Um, And people just are not learning. They're not learning even from their peers. Like I said, Paige, Tony Storm, all these younger girls, these younger millennials, uh, I think, have this false sense of security. But then again, I can't really say it's a millennial thing because we just spoke about her minutes ago happened to Victoria in a sexual situation with her own husband. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So uh, older people and better people than Tony Storm have been exposed, no pun intended, uh, people have to stop doing that when they, you know, I, I, I don't understand the fascination with doing I'll that. I'll tell you what shocks me out of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this is what really shocks me more than anything. Um, you know, her name obviously had to have been on the folder mm-hmm. because I look, she is a very talented wrestler. I actually had her as one of my picks for the May Young Classic. If people remember, I, I think she's awesome. Um, but if I took a picture of Tony Storm, Mm-hmm. wearing regular clothes, going to fucking, you know, to the mall. And I showed that picture to 100 wrestling fans. I honestly believe 99 out of those 100 would not know who it is. Yeah. So when someone hacks it, it's like, how do they know? Hey, that's Tony Storm. You know what I'm saying? Like, Something's just a little out of place there because if it's just a random folder and somebody hacked it from the cloud, it's like, okay, we found, we we hacked into this uh, folder and it's pictures of a blonde chick. You know what I'm saying? Like Tony Storm is not a household name and, you know, it shows up on the fappening and I'm saying to myself, you know, her name had to have been associated with the particular folder that got hacked. And that tells me even more, you know, like how do you end up, how does that, how do you allow that to happen? Especially after everything that has gone on, delete it, change the password, take it offline, close your cloud account, set up a new one. It's like, Oh, no, you know what I think people have? I think some people out there have them. I'm not accusing her of doing it, but I think some people have the mentality Oh, that'll never happen to me. Well, that's what I just said. Yeah, I just said that. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Something just sounds a little off here because I'm not saying it's an inside job, but again, whoever got their hands on this, you know, she's not a household name. So how does, oh, that's Tony Storm. Because, DT, don't you think there's some of these nerdy hackers who get obsessed with some of these younger uh, prettier upcoming girls in sports or entertainment. And it just or so happened to shows. Tony Storm, I'm sure, has a little cultish fan base of fanboys and girls. Like not nah. necessarily could be a, it could be a girl as well it, doing the hacking. Nah. Uh, who who uh, 
you know, I don't even know if they do it to hurt them. How, how, uh, you know, how would I, you? I don't, e- there's a lot of fucking nutty fans out right, there. Right, but it's not like I'm breaking into your house and going into your your drawer and stealing your photos. It's like you're an obsessed fan, but oh, I'm gonna hack the world and hopefully a Tony Storm folder folder will be in there too. It's- I, I don't I don't know what their mo is. I don't know what, why they target, who they target, how they target. I never really got into the mind of someone who does that. I, I yeah, don't get it. It's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. It is it is messed up. It really is. Um DT also while we're on the subject, uh well, I guess it plays into a little bit. Um documentary coming out on Nigel McGuinness. Yeah. On WWE Network. I'm looking forward to that actually. It's gonna be on Saturday, January twelfth, the same day as the NXT UK takeover Blackpool event. I, I, I will never forget I I have to bring it up. When he went to impact and then, yes. and then there was that controversy, and we brought it up on our show what the issue was with his health, and all of these fucking websites went out of their way to like call us liars and say that we're just you know making up shit, and you know that's not the truth, and you it's know like almost ten years ago, right? Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, new listeners don't remember that, but mm. you know the. They called us out and, oh, that's so fucked up. That's personal. No, it's not. We're not. It's not meant to be personal. There's an upcoming big time star. could be a big time star that all of a sudden not only can't wrestle, but has to retire from in-ring competition. And you're not supposed to know why. I mean, you know, it's just and and it ended up that we were right. And it wasn't that we were his name that DT Desmond Wolf Desmond Wolf. Yeah, and um, if anybody out there wants to go back in time and see what we originally talked about, my suggestion is is that you know do a Google search, or if you want to go one step further, do Wayback Machine. Mm-hmm. Type in the website wrestling news dot com. Go to that time period, and you'll see our articles back then, everything that we talked about, and. You know, I, I want to see how it's handled on the documentary. I'm happy that he's better. I'm happy that he is doing the, what he's doing now. He is improved substantially on doing a commentary. Oh, yeah. I'm a I fan like of Desmond. I've really grown to like him. Yeah, I'm a fan of him. Nigel mm-hmm. McGinnis, I am a fan of yours. Um, you know, do I feel guilty of what we talked about 10 years ago? No, because if if when we brought it up, if people would have been like, Wow, that's fucked up. You know, we wish him the best. You know, you don't want to ever see anybody have to, you know, lose their career because of something, you know, medical. We wish him the best. We will moved on the next day. But when you have these fucking Mike Johnson rejects, these fucking liars, they fucking just TNA haters. They fucking just make it shit up because they want to get attention. And, and, then, and then you fucking turn it into a big thing and it ends up we were right all along. Yep. I don't know, man. I just thank God that, you know, our lives are drama free for the most part. I know we get stress. <laughs> you know, yesterday it was a little depressing being at that restaurant. I'm not going to lie. I mean, because I just don't know a year from now, you know, what's going to happen with my family and my mom, and my dad, especially my mom. But, you know, other than, you know, just little inconveniences with work and, you know, health things. And I think overall our, our, 2019 is going to be awesome, not just for us and the shows and the Donzilla family, but I think 2019 is going to be a pretty good year. I hope so. Knock on wood for for us and for everybody who's listening. Yeah, 
And, um, you know, I want to thank everybody again for tuning in. Thank you for all of our patrons. Yeah. You truly are the stockholders of what we do. You know, I'm telling you for the non-patrons out there, you'd be surprised how much influence they have on what we talk about and what we don't talk about. It's true. Um, and I strongly suggest everyone out there, if you want to check out some different shows that you haven't, you know, heard before, all have a different niche to them. Texas Podcast Massacre does a, a, a show that is dedicated to horror films, films from the 70s, the 80s, you know, movies that you just heard about but never saw. Shoot the Defense podcast by soccer fans, for soccer fans. I know a lot of our listeners, especially those living overseas that are huge fans of soccer, are loving this podcast. Definitely show support to them. Yeah. You got Dell's, DJ Dell's, his sneaker podcast, Sneaker Addict. A lot more than just sneakers being discussed. And he just put up a tribute to Mean Gene Oakland that is really fucking cool. So yeah. support Dell's. You can find him on YouTube. He also has a patron. Elman Shah has got a displayed store. It's pop culture artwork on uh, metal. And uh, very, very cool. I'm serious. Go check it out. I, I bought some of his artwork, and he's very talented. SubZeroComics.com and uh, Your Best Bargains LLC. They have uh, stores, uh, Sub-Zero Comics Wrestling, Comic Book, Pop Culture, Collectibles. Your Best Bargains goes anything from collectibles to everyday necessities for your house. I actually bought a little uh, tent for my bird from yeah. this place. Yeah, I, I tried. I, it was a cute little tent that the bird is supposed to like walk into and he's got like a little like private place. Not for him to whack off or anything, but just to like, you know, he feels like a little secure and my bird just peed all over it. And I just oh, had to throw it. I had to throw it out. He didn't even like it. Oh. Um, but he's got a lot of different things there. Um, Rock Reviews, just an awesome podcast that reviews music, mostly metal, but in a very, very unique way, very entertaining way. And last but not least, Christ in the Toyverse, Bob O'Mac. You can find him on YouTube under the name Undercover Capes. Got a really, really cool podcast as well. And uh, yeah. they review a lot of like collectibles, figures, and uh, there's some real, real famous ones, or you know, they're really catching on. So check them out. And uh, by the way, for those uh, in the chat asking about the soccer podcast, you can find Stell on Twitter. He is at Shoot the Defense. Shoot the Defense. You know, my New York accent, sometimes it sounds like shoot, duh, like D-A. It's right. shoot the defense, spelled with a C-E at the end, and you can find them that way as well. And Thursday night, 9.30 p.m., Wrestling Soup, as always, uh, check them out. Mish and I will be doing Breakfast Soup on Patreon Wednesday. You'll be doing Dark Chronicles with Trez on Thursday. All right. Tomorrow, right after SmackDown on Patreon, we're going live it's going to be SmackDown recap. It's going to be additional discussion. Um, and wherever the chat room dictates us, that's where we go. So uh, if people had asked, the Tuesday live shows are going to be about an hour, maybe an hour and a half. You know, I know we say that a lot. We end up going to sometimes more than that. Uh, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, people have been asking us for over a decade to do that. So you're finally going to get it. And once again, as we said at the beginning of the show, you know, people thought, I think people thought we were th blowing smoke up their asses, but it launched today. 
We're on Pandora. Go on Pandora. Now, as I said in the chat before we went live, Pandora, their podcasts that they offer are only available through the, the mobile phone. It will be available on the website shortly, but go on there, throw a little thumbs up for us, and you could check out yeah. our entire library on Pandora. Um, I am still, you know, discussing the possibility of doing a full-blown politics show on there with uh, a gentleman that I've been uh, an acquaintance of for a very long time that is a big-time uh, political pundit, does it for a living, so... I haven't committed yet because it's uh, going to be a big commitment to do, but there's a lot going on. So I hope everybody sticks around. I think 2019 is going to be a great year. I agree, man. And it's uh, great to get the first show on the belts. Good show tonight. Good debate as always. And want to thank everybody for tuning in as well. And look forward to uh, First Talk Chronicles of the year this Thursday with Trez. Yeah. Kev, I'll talk to you uh, Thursday. Yes. All Sounds right. good. Have a good. Have a good one tomorrow, Tuesday. I will definitely be on one of the upcoming Tuesday shows. I promise, guys, once I get my schedule back, because now that I switched over to every Thursdays or Patreon, I just have to work some things out with work. Uh, but I will be on a Tuesday upcoming episode for sure. Sounds good. All right. Everybody, All right. take care. Take Peace. it easy. All right, everyone. For those tuning in live, stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. For everyone else, thank you for listening as always. Uh, Kevin and I will be back with your next edition of the DTKC show Monday. January 14th already? Holy shit. Half the month is already going to be gone? Wow. Feels like yesterday that uh, we were just saying Happy New Year. By the way, I want to shout out again everybody who tuned in uh, last week on New Year's Eve. Even though it was a pre-recorded show, um, there was uh, almost a 1,000 people between the two streams that were listening to our pre-recorded show. And for those that asked, the reason why some people tune in into the Mixler chat and the other stream to listen to a pre-recorded show is because they like to chat with other listeners about what we're talking about, you know, their different views. And I told my girlfriend, because we went to a sushi place on New Year's Eve, and I didn't feel good at all, as you heard last week, I was sick as a motherfucker. But we went to a sushi place, got home about, I'd say 10 o'clock, and the weather in New York was terrible. It was raining like crazy. And I told her, we do this every year. When we say when it's midnight, you know, have a nice little, uh, you know, intimate kiss with your significant other. And then immediately after that, I always call my mom, call my dad, same number, obviously, they live together. Call my mom and dad, text my brother, Happy New Year. And that's it. Sometimes we have champagne, sometimes we don't. But I told my girlfriend, I was like, look, you know, midnight, of course, Happy New Year, call my parents, but 1201-1202, I got to go on the server and wish the Donzilla Army a uh, Happy New Year. So last week, New Year's Eve, about 1202 a.m., when uh, it became officially 2019, I went on the server, was uh, chatting with everybody for a few minutes, and it was a lot of fun. It was really cool. And uh, everybody out there, thank you for the support as always, and don't don't forget, you know, if you like what we do, you know, if you, you can sign up on Patreon, that's cool, but you don't have to sign up on Patreon. Just tell other people that you, you know, about our show, post it, social media. Now you could go on Pandora, you know, it doesn't, you know, cost you anything if you have, like, I don't know if it costs you anything for the trial membership, but, you know, you just give us a thumbs up. Let Pandora know that you fucking like our crazy shit. 
and uh, just keep spreading the word. It's amazing after all of these years, how many of you out there that still say, hey, you know, first time listener, love it. First time listener, you know, you're a little bit of a scumbag, but I still like the show. It's amazing that so many people still don't even know about the DTKC show. Then there's others out there that, you know, would never admit it, but it's okay to tell people that you're a fan of our show because as I say, and I swear to you, it's not pandering and it's not kissing up and it's not lying, but since 1997 doing hotlines, you know, I always believed in we talk to you, not talk at you. You know, I really feel like we're one, you know, tight family. I may not know all of you and may not talk to all of you. And a lot of you remain anonymous, to, you know, to this day. But uh, we really are a tight knit family here. And we have black, white, straight, gay. You hear the shout outs on Patreon. We have all different walks of life. We have people live in Abu Dhabi, live in fucking different countries, Australia, Japan. I mean, it's just everybody in the chat, all different demographics, you know, because you know, at the end of the day, you know, I may act like an asshole and I may go over the top with some of my jokes. And yeah, sometimes I get a little bit nasty, but I swear to you, deep, deep down inside, I treat everybody the same. I care about everybody the same. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't hate any nationality. I don't hate any group out there. I just, I just like treating everybody equal. It pisses me off when I see other demos out there that it feels like they don't want to be treated equal. Like I said earlier, joking about the women's stuff. It's like on one side of your mouth, you're saying, we want to be judged like everyone else. We want to have the equal, you know, we just don't look at us as women. Look at us as pro wrestlers, you know, sports entertainers. Okay, we do that. And then on the other side of the mouth, we are women. We're women. Remember, we're women. We're doing a movement. Fuck that. Everybody, if you got talent, you deserve a job. You're talented. You deserve to work. You deserve to get bookings. All right? It just makes me feel, I hate fucking that shit. Makes me feel like you're not that confident about your work. So you got to remind us that you are a woman. So you should get extra, or you are this, and you should be treated this way, or you are this, or I should be recognized because I am this. That's about I just recognize you because you're good. Anyway, everyone, for those listening on the download, thank you for the support. As always, I'm out of here. Talk to you soon. Ciao. Support the Don, Tony, and Kevin Castle Show on Patreon. Get access to thousands of hours of back episodes. Get bonus episodes and exclusive shows. Castle Chronicles. Breakfast Soup. Pay-per-view recaps. DVDs. Miracuzzi. Tattoos. And more. Support the show that's entertained millions for over 16 years. Patreon.com slash Don Tony. Once again, Patreon.com slash Don Tony. Worried about keeping up with your fave friends all summer? Or posting every perfectly pink sunset you see? Don't sweat the connect. You can have it made in the shade with four lines of unlimited data for $100 a month. Scroll the staycation pics, find your new go-to takeout spot, or catch some rays on video chat. Whatever you and the crew are into, all the data makes it all that much better. Smile. 
You're on Cricket. Cricket Core acquired on four lines. Data speed limited to three megabits per second. Cricket may slow data speeds when the network is busy. Additional fees, usage, and restrictions apply. New to Medicare? Start now. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, MyHealthPolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent. MyHealthPolicy.com.